Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we talk about everything hobby collecting and hobby investing. We've got Pokemon, comic books, sports cards, Magic the Gathering, you name it. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to share with you really quickly how you can support this podcast if you love the content and get value out of it please consider signing up for the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast Patreon, where we have a few different tiers you can sign up for depending on how much you're able or willing to give each month. Your Patreon account will cover expenses associated with maintaining the podcast, hosting the podcast, while also allowing me to bring on sound and audio engineers that will help me produce episodes to as high of a quality as I can. It will also allow me to create even more content more often for you to enjoy. A link is in the show notes. Regardless if you sign up or not, I just appreciate you being here. On another note, if you haven't started using it already, I've created a profit calculator tool for eBay that you can use before you create any new eBay listings. It's great because it calculates your listing margins, taking into account all of the fees associated with selling things on eBay. This is completely for free and will always be for free. And you can use it right now at www.profitcalculator.online. All right, everyone. So before we get started with today's episode, um, really quickly, I wanted to do an intro for this special guest. His name is Joel from Modern Card One on Instagram, and I was really happy to have him on board because he helped give me some perspective on modern cards. As you all know, I love vintage. That's where my nostalgia is. That's what I love. That's what I collect. I do also have some modern cards, but I just don't spend too much time on them. I, I'd rather collect vintage for, for a number of different reasons. And what I really liked about having Joel on was he actually taught me and gave me a little bit more perspective on modern cards because one of my worries has always been, you know, huge print runs and things like that. But he's also convinced me that, you know, of course, with modern run, it's going to be a, a long term play. And B, one of the things that mitigates those huge print runs is the fact that the pull rates are pretty hard. So anyways, he taught me a lot in this episode. It was really, really great talking to him. And it was really cool too because he also does Fortnite cards. So if you don't collect Fortnite cards and I and we don't convince you to start collecting Fortnite cards after this episode, then I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, let's bring on Joel. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's go. We'll get started really quickly. We'll do a quick intro. We've got Modern Card One from IG with us, Joe from Modern Card One. And um, yeah, this is awesome. I'm really excited to have you on. So I guess the first thing that we can start with is really quickly, like, tell us about yourself and how you are as a collector. Yeah. All right. So um, I started getting back into the, the hobby around 2017 uh as you know I, I got really interested in football cards and their autographs and growing up in the 1996 i mean pokemon was always there you know there was always that desire to get the charizard card and uh after kind of watching how football was working again and you know going through my cards that i found <laughs> at my house uh i started to see the patterns there and i just i don't know it just excited me once these uh charizard started coming out Oh yeah. Is Charizard like, because you have so many of them, is Charizard like your car? That's that's your, that's your that's, Pokemon? That's really what I deal with. I mean, it's very hard. There's a lot of different options to choose from and I can't stay on top of all of them. But uh, like I've said, they, 
there's a Superman for everything. Granted, you know, there's Charizard and Pikachu, but I don't see people waiting outside of Walmart for two days for Pikachu cards yet, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone just loves a fire-breathing dragon. I, I yeah. feel like like that's my theory. You know, when you're a kid, you saw Pokemon. You see Pikachu is obviously the face of the brand, which is cool. But then you got this really cool, like, dragon that yeah. spits fire. We love that shit. <laughs> We do. It goes across everything. It doesn't matter what it is. There's some type of dragon. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, blue-eyed dragon. <laughs> it just, it always follows it. I don't know. I don't know where it came from or why we enjoy that so much, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what's really cool about your collection, and I know we've like all, we've, we've been talking about this. You you have a bunch of different things. You've got vintage modern, vintage Pokemon modern Pokemon and then you also do football and then you also do Fortnite. So I mean so as far as um you know expanding into these other collectibles because obviously you started with sports cars and you just really love Pokemon. What made you initially see Fortnite and start getting into it and finding the opportunity? So I've never played the game uh and but I've heard about it. You know I've heard how many younger kids play this game even up to people my age i mean i did not play it because for any reason it just wasn't part of what i was able to do in a day but to see something go across that many different age groups and then start to see the virtual reality part to start to come into it and i mean there's there's a following there that's didn't grow up in 1996 it's growing up now so there's you got to have different different age groups you know i mean it's just like any anything. So you got old vintage cars, you got modern cars. I mean, there's just different demographics for each type of collectible. And for the price you could get them for, it was worth a shot. I mean, I could pick I got those series one for thirty dollars. I mean, if I lose thirty bucks, what's the worst that happens? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You're just you're just spending money that's it, it's okay if you lose. Exactly. You got to put feelers out in different places. I mean, don't go gunning right off the bat. You have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, agreed. And that's really what I started to do with the modern series cards. And I think that they're exceptional. I mean, I bought the Burning Shadows Charizard in 2017. Uh, I think it was $400. But that was something I chose to buy as something to watch to start to learn how this new new style of Charizard was going to pan out. And, you know, it was that one came out and it had that misprint on the bottom, which also initially got my attention, whether people think it's an actual error or not, it's not supposed to be there. So <laughs> there's, there's something different. And then there was the fact that you needed to open like a thousand packs to even get it then do the PSA whole service. So, I mean, geez, it just stacks up. I mean, how the odds of getting these, I mean, and then as soon as the shiny version of that one came out, that was when I knew there was something that was happening there. You know, there Mm -hmm. was, there was this desire for this first one and they knew it and they did it again. And then after they did that one, champions path came out champions Mm -hmm. path got people even crazier. It's the same cards. It's a rainbow card and a shiny card. I mean, this thing just keeps happening. And I knew at some point, one of these was going to be the big one. You know, there was going to be that that first edition shadowless version, except it was going to be made in a modern time. It was going to be made by scarcity. So as this pattern came out, you know, there was the burning shadows. There was the hidden fates, which Mm -hmm. 
I didn't buy until almost a year after it came out. I actually bought most of my modern, the rest of my modern cards, like right as I pretty much saw Logan Paul starting to do something oh, with this. Gotcha. Okay, so cool. Right that up was to a big it. Single for me too. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like I said, I knew they were going to drop some type of big Charizard. Like there was enough here where there had to be this, this, the top. There had to be the big one, and they did it. There was the HR tournament Charizard. There was. T- initially 600 made and there was also a competition qualifier version which was the v version and that one only had uh 2400 made mm-hmm. so the initial price off of these to even get them from japan if you're going through ebay i mean i don't have any connections or any special connections so and i certainly wasn't going to win this tournament <laughs> was uh mm-hmm. to pay like seven grand and it was just cr- like ungraded from overseas during COVID where you have to you run a risk of, you know, packages dealing with delays and getting mm-hmm. difficulty to get. And I'm like, man, <laughs> this thing is just going to be one of the hardest things ever to get. You can't pull it. You can't, there's no way to get them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, as soon as one got put up pretty much for the uh, BGS, I, I jumped on them. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to miss this. I'd already followed Charizard as it was in the modern era. I wasn't going to miss out on this one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely. And I mean, um, that that's like the really nice thing that you've kind of taught me when it comes to modern, even though we're seeing really high print runs or assumably very high print runs for everything. I mean, even, even now we're seeing a reprint of hidden fates, which is a super beloved set. Uh, for a lot of people a ton of people so but again like what you were saying building in that scarcity with the pull rates kind of kind of trying to balance those two so still making it nice and spicy for the secondary market when that stuff hits but then also being able to you know get their money on the front end yeah make Um, it available make it for anybody to have this chance of you know getting the golden ticket i guess you could say now especially as people are learning like how much money these things can actually be worth and you know it's and that's what Pokemon does. They put it in everyone's hands and it's just, it's just very clever. So they just know, all right, we just got to make this thing harder to get. I mean, I think I just saw, I don't know how accurate it is just came out, but I think it's vivid voltage. They said that pull rate for that, uh, the hyper rare, it was like one, one in a thousand. That's like the burning shadows one. I mean, that's hard to pull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to draw some serious cash, even a retail just to, you know, have the sh- assurance that you're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, I mean, uh, going twice, I don't know if you follow them, um, on Instagram, but they're really cool guys. They're auctioneers actually, uh, for a lot of Pokemon product. Um, and they do a lot of grading. They send a lot of stuff out to grade and, um, Travis, uh, from going twice, he opened up the other day. He did a live for, I don't know, like seven to 10 champion path uh etbs and no 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 charizard no charizard a ton of really cool weedles i mean like the the pulls weren't that great like i wasn't super amazed and we're talking about like seven to ten different boxes like you know what what those etbs do which is clever also is you know the pull rate's better but you're only getting 10 cards at a time Mm -hmm. so everything gets cut in half so you're still and these things are charging crazy premiums for these champions path i mean if you tried pre-ordering them you were waiting months i mean it was nuts and uh it it was just insane and then you know you got the odds of pulling these things which isn't exactly fantastic so you're just 
ripping them. I saw I, I I opened two boxes. I pulled the one card I wanted, which was the um, English version of the tournament Charizards. Uh huh. Got nothing on the other one, and have just saved the other two because you yeah. know I I came across one of the other boxes at a store because I got lucky, and I've mm-hmm. just saved it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is, is odds aren't super great you're going to be pulling that thing, but yeah, odds are pretty good that people are going to want the thing with the package with the big shiny Charizard on it. <laughs> oh hell yeah! And I was going to say, like, you have the English version of that Tourney Charizard. I think. That's a that's a good get. I think I think that's a good opening. I, I'd call that a win. Oh my god, yeah. And you know, they're just they're just two different things. There's the you know, the the hyper rare, which was big from Burning Shadows. They mm-hmm. did the shiny, which was big from Hidden Fates, and of course from the past prior, but they're they're doing this stuff in a specific order. Mm-hmm. And then what comes out next? The V Max version of the shiny card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still think there's going to be a gold one dropped at some point. I mean, I I don't They've want to, to because I don't know how I'm ever going to get it. Because, <laughs> man, if you think there's hype now, wait till a gold one ever gets dropped. And which is amazing that people don't look at the Japanese version one. I mean, that one's pretty exactly. cool. Honestly, the Japanese cards, I, I feel like sometimes they do get slept on. And I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. You know, we can't read it. If, if you don't speak Japanese, you can't read it. But those cards are such beautiful cards. I don't think I've seen... A weird looking Japanese card. No, like, I mean like they are by so far weird. better looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, just the borders, the attention, but you know, it's just that's not what's big over here. I mean, there's English, but then you start getting into a realm where some of the highest profile cards are only Japanese. You know, you can't mm-hmm. like there's the all the tournaments, and all, all that stuff. Illustrator, yeah. like these are cards that are never going to be forgotten, and they're just in a league of their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and you know, kind of going back to the pull rates for the boosters, it's been a long time since, like, I've looked at this or read articles on it. But I remember a few modern sets ago uh, for the booster boxes. Actually, some of those, those people were mapping those booster boxes. I don't know if you remember that. So I don't know if that's still the case with these with these current sets. I haven't heard anyone talk about it. I haven't really looked for it myself. I don't know if you're familiar with the with the booster bo- ma- box mapping no i'm not um, i'll have to take no, a look pre- at that yeah pretty much a few years ago y- you can find you can find youtube videos of people uh you you take out you take out the packs in a certain and, and you lay them in a certain kind of way so you got to be careful like how you lay them and then it's like you you skip two and then the third one you open up and you'll get like a shiny or you know just a hyper rare or something really good you'll ha- you'll hit that pack and then you put down two and then you grab a third one and then you open that up and you go through your stacks like that and you can get you can open oh, up okay, packs yep. with all of the good cards yeah ah, all right yeah, and, I know and then so what people yeah. were doing yeah i can't remember what sets it was um shit i wish i could remember but yeah so pe- what was happening is is they were warning people like hey don't buy these single packs because they're the ones that people are getting rid of if they figured it out, out the mapping of the boxes. Yeah. And that's why I love, I fell in love with the modern because everywhere I'm looking, there's just so many ways to scan the system. And you know, that's what also brings them value when you have the real mm-hmm. versions of them. They're hard to get, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you're either shelling out dough or you're getting lucky because somebody hasn't weighed a pack or, you know, mapped it out or figured out all the little ways to get around. Mm-hmm. I mean, the odds are stacked against you hard there. Oh, for sure. Uh, but, geez. I mean, I didn't expect the price of, you know, the wheels to go as much as they did. But I guess it just comes from 
age and that's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah i know right um like when i saw um uh so the the first edition shadowless cards that i have um i was buying them psa 10s and i was kind of getting the cheaper ones i was getting in the commons and the uncommons because they were like it, it made me feel comfortable going in those price ranges yeah. 35 40 50 i think the most i spent on a card was 65 bucks right and so and so it was crazy to me when i realized um that it was growing it was continuing to grow and then all of a sudden it like 6x and i'm just thinking to myself oh my god and and so like what i was telling you earlier um i really thought about selling all my cards because i saw green you know i i saw all this green i'm like oh shit i didn't realize that it would grow or appreciate to a point where i could make my money back mm -hmm. um but then i realized that like a i sold that 60 dollar pack that unopened unlimited bag i sold it when i shouldn't have and just thinking about that lesson where like that hurt that hurt so bad when i started seeing those cards you know grade psa 10s and then sell you know in the in like at first at first they're going for like five or six hundred and then all of a sudden you see them go for 12 and then now they're at whatever they are now i can't remember i think i saw I think I saw an unlimited pack. Someone was trying to sell it for 8,000 on, on Instagram mm -hmm. and it wasn't even weighed or it wasn't even a heavy one. They weighed it and it was light. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, <laughs> like, come on, you know? So, so with that lesson, I, I actually listed, I listed my PSA 10 first edition shadowless Machop on eBay. And I, I listed it for like 300 bucks because that's what I was going at the time. And I put, um, I put open to offers and I put, I think the lowest I would accept offer wise was like 285 or something like that. And this guy messaged me and he's like, I will give you 280 for it right now, but it keeps on rejecting. So I, I don't, I think it was new to eBay. He didn't understand. Um, and then I realized like, hold up, let me take this off right now. And so I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad that I did because I love the card. Machop is one of my favorite characters. I love the fighting Pokemon, but, but also too, like, let's see this through. Let's, let's, um, you know, stay the course and continue to see these cards grow and, and see what they do because literally nothing bad is going to happen to just sit on it. Nothing yeah. bad. I mean, it depends on your price point that you got into it, of course, but mm -hmm. I mean, if you got the time to wait, I mean, this is, it's not going anywhere, man. This is, this is the art for our generation, whether we like it or not. Like you can't, you're not going to buy a painting right now. If you're 30 years old, most of us, I mean, you're, you're thinking about the stuff and you know, when you were younger and Holy crap, that thing's worth a ton of money. Now I got some cash. Mm -hmm. I still can't get this thing. <laughs> it right. just drives a desire that never left from the time you were six years old. It's right. been out of reach your whole life. <laughs> yeah and uh it just it just brings a level of excitement you know it's oh yeah it's amazing oh, yeah. and you know you, of course you have people coming in that you know use these as tools for instagram to get followers and get people's attention mm -hmm. and i think people get nervous that you know logan paul says stuff like i'm not going to invest in it anymore he's invested like 300 grand like the dude's in it he you just got to sit and wait sometimes. And, you know, he's just a small part of something that's already been here. I mean, you got guys like, yeah. what is it, Unlisted Leaf, who's been doing this for forever. Um, and Gary from Pond Star. These are all just people that stand out in this market and are reasons why this stuff is 
or clues as to why this is growing and even bigger than it is. Oh, for sure. And, you know, uh, I'm glad that you bring up Gary because over the past week or so, I've been thinking about reaching out to him to get him on the podcast because the one thing that I want to know, what made him get Pokemon? Like what made him just get the Charizards? And I, I think the story goes is that he just liked them. And so he just collected them. And then that's what it turned into. Right. But, but beyond that, like beyond just like, you know, what, what kind of, what patterns did he see? What signs did he see to make him really see, okay, this, this can definitely be a thing. And this is something that you need to take seriously, which I mean, whether or not he did take it seriously in the beginning, he did after a while start to take it seriously. You know, when he I heard he had to travel to different places to get these things. I mean, you got to care or know something or have some type of drive to go do that. I mean, it's the Mm -hmm. same way I feel like I'm feeling with these Fortnite cards. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see a certain amount of people who truly enjoy them and you know, out of the gate, there's some cards for Fortnite that have never been less than like four grand. I mean, there's only been a couple posted, but the black Knight, yeah, brand new. I mean, Jesus right out the gate. Mm-hmm. And you know, that just, it drives a level of scarcity. They're hard to pull. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's got all the makings there of something that, you know, people can really start to enjoy like Pokemon was for our age group. And it's still for a lot of younger younger people um mm-hmm. but you know they're not experiencing the the old school charizard i mean maybe in evolutions but mm-hmm. now there's a different tier or a different style of charizard coming out to make a make a stance oh yeah and and what i what i have been impressed with um pokemon and nintendo when it comes with the newer cards is that they do try to innovate they are trying to bring innovation when it comes to like you know the texture of the card the the fact that they're they're these really really cool shiny cards these gold gold cards like like i do it does make sense how the cards have evolved in terms of their art and their style which i still really appreciate i and i mean at the end of the day i still prefer vintage but that's just because that's the nostalgia for me but i can't talk any kind of shit about about the modern cards i mean i really don't um from that perspective i have a problem with them at all yeah, and, and they're you know, so cool. At some point, they're going to be vintage. Also, I mean, there's mm-hmm. cards that are worth a fortune that aren't the original 1996. I mean, they're just they're just hyped because you can't get them. You know, time goes mm-hmm. on. I mean, if you're thinking just within a one to two year period, you're thinking too small. You know, it's mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. somehow Pokemon Go goes out of out and off. And nobody uses it, and people stop getting interested in this stuff. And I don't think it's going to be a lot of slowing down. I mean, of course, there will be price checks i mean prices are gonna go down if they go to crazy amounts i mean everything can't be worth a fortune but don't panic that's when you want to actually go back into it like i would go back into modern uh vintage a little bit more if you know the people got nervous and started selling stuff and it's Mm -hmm. the time to do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely and you know because and we talked about this earlier like other hobbies that are older than pokemon you know you can take those lessons because those patterns are there right so so taking a lesson from magic the gathering um magic the gathering booster boxes for the most part over the years have appreciated every single year um you know and and obviously depending on the set and you know what's happening during that time um and how people are feeling about the market at that time 
uh, will, you know, obviously dictate their appreciation. Yeah. But, you know, you're still looking at 10%, 12%. That's a mutual fund. That's a really good performing mutual fund. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, there's more work you got to put into it. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. just click a button like, a, you know, on stock markets now. when You just go sell and get your money back. Yeah. But but that's where I think it's important, especially for sellers or people who are going to be doing this all the time, is to make getting that card feel as stress-free as possible. You know, like if I'm going to sell a card for five grand, you just believe I'm going to put it in a damn otter box and I'm going to send it to you like it's a $5,000 card. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I, that's the last thing I want to be worried about is, is this thing coming in a cardboard box? I mean, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like tracking, insurance, all all nine yards. Yep, all and, nine yards. And eventually it's just people are gonna take advantage of that. And you must believe I'm going to those people before I go to anybody else. I'll pay the extra thirty dollars for the case. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jesus. For for um for for the you know, the the peace of mind knowing that you're not getting something that's resealed, you know that's gonna be taken care of because I I've gotten cars before or, or I've gotten boxes of stuff before where it, you know, it, they somehow in the shipping, it punctured a hole through the box and through the, through the shipping box. And so it puts a dent in my, in my, in my actual box and it's kind of frustrating, but you yeah. know, it is what it is. Like that's annoying. So it's like my Fortnite box, the big white one. I mean, it came and there was a big tear in the, in the seal. Yeah. No. So, you know, they didn't tell me know. there was a tear in it. There was no seal left over in the box. So I know that it was ripped before it came to me. Mm-hmm. And so like, just yeah. tell me that. Like, don't, this is part of this. You know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. shipping is the scariest part of it all. You know, that's like sending stuff out to PSA. You got risk every time that thing leaves your house. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if you saw my post, but I've got a Christian, Cristiano Ronaldo rookie card. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, and it's so, so like a PSA 10, I think a few weeks ago was selling like for 14, it's been selling really nice, like 14, 1600. Um, and, and what's funny, the story about this card is, is I got it about a year and a half ago and a lot for two bucks. Nice. So, so I got this really, really nice card for a really good price. And and I just shipped that earlier this week to PSA. Nice. And the whole the whole time, the whole time I'm just like looking at the tracking, you know, did they get it? Did they not get it? Is it is it there or not? I mean, you know, I put insurance on the card um, for the value of it if I was going to try to sell it raw just because like, you know, okay, I might as well do that. But, you know, even, even if it grades at a PSA 8, you know, that could still go for around 500 bucks. I'm like, geez, it would really suck if it got lost in the mail, but you know, it is what it is. Sometimes you just got to take these risks, but I think, um, you know, I think the risk to PSA is worth it at that point because you get an encapsulated card. Of course, it's worth the risk. Yeah. And it's it's just the ease of mind, you know, these are just parts of this hobby that, you know, are, stuff you got to deal with i mean there's a certain level of anxiety when you send it to psa and they're like well we're backed up so you're not going to get your stuff for six months to eight months like or maybe two years who knows where's your card sitting who knows i mean you don't know what goes on in there like man i hope they're treating it nice (laughs) i know i know but what i thought was really cool this was the first time so i sent this card express so um so I paid 75 for the service and what I like about it, and it's been a long time since I'd sent previously, so I can't remember what happened, but anytime it moves in the process, you get a notification. It's really nice to see it really quickly because, you know, it's an express card, but, um, but yeah, I really appreciate that though about PSA that, 
um, you know, this is them covering their asses too. Because, you know, people are thinking about when they send cards in, they want to make sure that their cards are taken care of, you know, white glove service yeah. on top of that. They they don't want to be accused of anything because they have a brand. They have a oh, business yeah. to keep up. They need to keep their stocks up. They think in 30 day, 30, um, sorry, <laughs> 90 day increments, you know, yes. they have to think about those things. So, yeah. And you know, it's, they do a good job. I mean, they, they're evolving as we are, you know, they're expanding their company and, you know, it's exciting. It's good. Um, and then, you know, as a company, I think between them, you know, you got them, you got BGS and you got PSA, right? You got the mm-hmm. two big guys. And I got onto BGS, you know, through football because, you know, with autographs, a 9.5 and a, a, with a 10 autograph, that's, you're, you're good. <laughs> you know, that that's your 10. Golden. Uh-huh. And I, how difficult it really is to get a BGS 10 or a black label 10 is ridiculous. Insane. You can yeah. go through packs of cards and not find a perfectly centered card over and over and over again. Like you, you mm-hmm. are striking gold with that. And um, I think people underestimate the 9.5s a little bit. You know, it's, mm-hmm. if you got a, a 9.5, 9.5, two tens, I mean, I've got cards that are 9.5s that are better than my PSA 10s. Like I, I can mm-hmm. visually see the centering. I can visually see it. You know, yeah, and it's, yeah. I have I have some PSA 10s that are definitely not centered. So like, you know, for me, sometimes it's like, okay, wait, did they not notice? Did they just kind of give me a pass on this? So yeah, sometimes they have like it's a range. But that's yeah. where these these subgrades break it down a little bit further. You know, if you're talking mm-hmm. big money and you're talking about, you know, wanting to know what that card looks like, especially online. Mm-hmm. I love the subgrades because that will give me an indicator as to really what I'm getting. Because at the end of the day, you're you're selling this card. You know, you're not mm-hmm. selling just the case that's around it. You're selling a piece of artwork that somebody wants. You know, and mm-hmm. they're going to pay ten thousand dollars. Better hope that <laughs> that thing's in good shape. That point five is going to make a difference. That that could easily be yeah. thousands. It can, and if you think that's crazy, look at the difference between a PSA ten and a PSA nine. I mean, it's vastly greater. Uh huh. That's but I think, I think people still forget sometimes that a nine is still considered a mint. It's, it's not incredible. like super it's mint. It's an incredible it's card. A card. Yeah. <laughs> Something that you, that card could be absolutely perfect, you know, but they cut it a little bit off to the left. And that's mm-hmm. the only problem with it. You know, you still have mm-hmm. a perfect card, but mm-hmm. you're, once you get into those grade levels, you're playing with perfection. You know, you're playing with how right. perfect is this thing. And if, mm-hmm. You're doing subgrades and BGS made everybody get tens or black labels. There would be no following there, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Which, um, when I, so when I sent over my, uh, promo cards for the, the Panini promo cards for Fortnite, yeah. I sent those out and I was really actually kind of sad because I got more nines than I thought I was going to get. Cause I'm like, these cards look so damn good. What did they notice that I did not notice? Like, did they grade it really hard? Damn, they did. I mean, it's no big deal. Like it is what it is. And I'm still really happy about the grades. Obviously a nine is still really good, but I was like, I was really hoping I was really hoping for all the tens. That would have been great. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, a 10 is not an easy grade to get. I mean, there's stuff you got to like, really look and even still you're not sure i mean mm-hmm. you can look at all the centering centering is probably the easiest thing that i think you can somewhat get down you, there's tools you can use but mm-hmm. even with those you don't know i mean yeah yeah we're talking microscopes here we're not i mean you got to be really really looking at these cards when they're going 
Um, yeah, and and grading cards is a skill, which I think every collector needs to, you know, work on over time. Yeah. And and whenever I'm looking at cards, whenever I'm I'm looking to buy some raw cards online, um, on eBay, like I've got my ten, my nine, my eight, you know, and I, and I'm comparing those, and and I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to see like, okay, what do I think most likely to grade based on what I already have? Yeah. Honestly, I need I need more graded cards. For, from PSA and, and and a whole bunch of other grades too. Like I, I need some sevens and I need some sixes and I need some fives Yes. because I want to, I want to be able to see and compare honestly. You'll get, you'll get some perspective and you know, I have bunches of vintage cards that I haven't sent in to, to get graded, but you know, those are my, my cards, you know, some of them I got, you know, from people who thought I was crazy. Cause you know, I'm 25 going, listen, man, you got any Pokemon cards? Like, <laughs> And, uh, turned out pretty well, but, it's you're not getting these old ones, you know, in a beautiful right setup like there is for these modern cards now, which is another argument that modern has too many and why they need to make scarcity. Mm-hmm. You know, you're if you're getting vintage, you're usually getting out of a shoebox. <laughs> I mean, because I don't know about you, but it's nine years old. I didn't have constant access to card sleeves to hard cases. Like, think how much money you got to spend on that stuff just to keep what you have good. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. You're sliding them into the the binders and with nothing on them. <laughs> Seriously, if your cards are good, it's because your parents took care of them because they yeah. knew. They they yeah. knew. So yeah, if you were lucky enough to have that. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe you put cards in in binders without the sleeves. Ah, yeah. that makes me ah like I, I just I can't even think about oh sorry. I'm cringing right now. Oh, no, I, I could I could never. No, all of them are in there without sleeves in my personal collection. Uh-huh. I had a lot that were, you know, very nice, but they weren't perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, because when you were a kid, you weren't showing off the the non-hollow one that's in great shape in the back of your binder. You're showing off the Charizard, man. You're showing off the whatever holographic you got. Mm-hmm. And um, but there's certain ones that, you know, even as a kid, you're like, I got to take care of this one a little bit, a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Got to be happy about that. But you know what's great about that card? That ten you've got sitting in the corner in the back in the last in the last sleeve page, or or oh. in, just just in general in your binder. You know the oh, card yeah. that you're not thinking about that 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 happens to be taken care of, or or yes. not yeah. even. Those are the cards that end up being super valuable because everybody's not taking care of them. Yes. And then you've got the one that's in really good condition. And and you're sitting on on some cash if ever you want to sell it. Yep, and it's uh, it's it, it's a never-ending game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think everybody at this point that's gone back and found pulled out all their old cards. You know, it's not you know all euphoria. I mean, you're gonna find stuff and you'll find white corners and white edges, and but there's mm-hmm. still value there. I mean, these are still the original cards. I mean. As it goes up in price, people can't afford the tens. People can't afford the nines. People can't afford right. the eights. Eventually, they're like, "Dude, I just want the card. Like, I don't, I don't care right. what it looks like. Is it real? If it's graded, it's real. I'm good. Just give me whatever right. I can get my hands on." Which is, which is, which is why it's it's not a bad thing to sit on multiple grades of a card because let's say you have your PSA ten that's like super personal, very you know something that you cherish, right? Um, and then you have like a nine or an eight and a six and a five or a two or a three of whatever you have. Um, the PSA tens aren't very accessible. You know, there's not many buyers for PSA tens because the price points are usually at that point 
way too high for people. There's there's not that access. So what do they have access to? Like what you just said, well, the lower grades, you know? So So if you're thinking about your collection, like you have your own personal, personal collection that you probably will never sell unless like you have yeah. an emergency, right? But then you but you're also hanging on to these other cards where it's like you could sell them if you want to, but you don't really need to, but you also have them. So, you know, if you're trying to buy something real nice or saving up some money, like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and sell, you know, my PSA six, you know, first edition charts. Oh, I mean, that would still bring you like a really nice chunk of yes, change, but you'd still be very happy. <laughs> right. But, but it's also easier for you to sell as well because it's more accessible to people. And, and, you're okay to sell it because you already have your 10 or your nine or your eight. So you're good with it. Yep. You're good. So, and you know, it's a whole different market now. I mean, this, there was, you know, 10 years ago where, where were you selling cards? You were going to your card store. You were going to your friend who either thought you were crazy or was like, yeah, man, but I want a better deal for it. Now you have the entire world who is on eBay, who is now interested on this and you can buy it at the click of a button. I mean, you're not, seriously. You're meeting the entire world owning no business. You're just listing something on a on a website or an app and everyone in the world is going to look at it. I mean, geez. <laughs> Seriously, I, I think that's what people are kind of underestimating when it comes to the demand because everyone's thinking, oh, you know, this is a bubble. It's going to burst at some point. The prices are going to drop crazy and we're going to see everything normalize. Maybe we will see some plateauing. I, I really don't know what number that will be at no idea mm -hmm. but um but that but it's not going to burst because accessibility now everything is super accessible like what you were saying no one's going to their lgs or their lcs anymore and 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 having to buy cards through you know like uh through, through a glass case like that's yep. not the case now now because it's accessible you you probably truly see the demand like like this is this is probably a truer um, um, this is probably a truer version of what the demand probably could have been back then, but because we didn't really have eBay or use eBay or, you know, we were still on dial tone. Yeah. I mean, you were still had cards that really weren't graded all the time. And, you know, you see a bubble burst and you got, you always have to think back to what price point you got in. I mean, yeah. if you got in low enough, that bubble can pop and you're, you're still sitting, you know, at, still good. at high. And, you know, to mm -hmm. some people, if you're buying when it's, the highest it's ever been, you got to be a little careful, you know, it's, and if you're talking the PSA first edition, you know, shadowless 10 Charizard composed to the nine, there's going to be that market for the 10 because that mm -hmm. is the king. That is the, the card, you know, it's the Mona right. Lisa of Pokemon, you know, aside from the illustrator and stuff like that. But th those are the cards, you know, there's not mm -hmm. many of them too bad you know there's other stuff that will come and go but big big guys are, are you know people with money are really they're going for the number one and eventually there will be others yeah i mean uh, did you hear that just recently i i was reading an article i can't remember what it was time stamped for but um a charizard first edition uh shadowless psa 10 um uh was sold by was bought by logic the rapper recently again for 220 yeah, good uh, which which yeah which is really nice i love it it's it's awesome and 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 when people see those numbers people start to kind of freak out a little bit because it's like of oh course. my god it is a bubble it is gonna burst but i <laughs> love those numbers because everything goes up 
Yes. Everything and, does by association. And that's the thing. You have to remember, it depends on the person and what their income level is. To some people, $250,000 is something they can use that's to invest. <laughs> no, but you could, it's also an investment. You know, what if you have a house and you have these things, this is just another form to, you know, grow wealth. I mean, it's, you can buy this car for 220000 If you're a multimillionaire, I mean, it's really not the craziest thing in the world. To somebody that's normal that doesn't make that much money in a year, let alone five, I mean, that's an insane amount of money. But it's the same thing as as you go down, you know, mm-hmm. a $2,000 car to somebody who's, you know, doesn't make it as it is, is that's insane to them. I mean, right. it's just, it goes down and you just have to look at how much demand is really there. I mean, how much are these b- people buying this stuff? And it comes and goes, but. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I have an alert um, on eBay that tells me, um, let's see, what's my search. I have a safe search for um, Pokemon PSA. So it tells me every day how many listings are added or how many items are added. And it's always plus 300 a day. Oh yeah. I mean, it blows my mind. All of these cards that have been sitting at PSA are going to start coming back. I mean, when that hits, if you think evolutions doesn't have so many of those cards, I mean, that they've been on the shelf since I started doing this. Like there's never been a time since 2017 where you weren't seeing evolutions on some shelf. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you go back, every every person who had it before was like, oh, crap, where do I put all those? Like, I got to somewhere. <laughs> but, geez, I don't think this is going to happen. I mean, it's amazing what can happen with this stuff. Yeah, I, I you, think that'll be really exciting to see. Like, Because yeah. I'm guessing, my thought is, is like, if if all of a sudden, if someone put in, you know, a bulk bulk vintage cards, let's say they sent in like 100, 200, 300, I don't know how many, let's say it was a crap ton, and then they get it back from PSA, and then all of a sudden we see this wave of new supply come in. I mean, we should probably expect the market to go up again. And that's the thing is, we have to remember, there's a lot more people now who are also involved in this. So these population numbers are nothing compared to, you know, the amount of people that just came into this hobby mm-hmm. i mean geez i mean you can't even find pokemon stuff on the shelf i mean you got to go out there and look at this stuff i mean if you're not if you're just sitting on the screen you don't really get to feel you know mm-hmm. how much people are actually out there waiting you know for the chance to get that charizard or the chance to get that pikachu or and it's just creating this hype and it's amazing mm-hmm. um, oh yeah oh yeah um, well, you know, one of the cool things, one of the cool reasons why I wanted to bring you on was because you know so much more about modern cards than I do. Mm-hmm. And and you, like what we were talking about earlier, obviously, vintage has a premium. And so it the price point, you know, knocks people out of that particular market uh, because of that. And so it makes sense for them to move into, you know, other niches of the market that they can afford that are within their price point, which is totally cool. So like for modern cards, um, people who maybe don't have a bigger budget or like, or what, what would be the strategy for modern if you wanted to invest in those cards? So like we had talked about, you know, modern started catching some steam, you know, right around 2017, which was the burning shadows Charizard. That card is uh, my favorite card, honestly. Like it's, that's what got me back into it. Cause you know, just started to learn about it. And I noticed it had a misprint. Right. And, you know, that's where the energy symbol is. There's just the texture like it should be there. Now, some people say mm-hmm. it's a misprint. It's not really an error because it's on all of them. But mm-hmm. it's just something that sets it apart. It's something that shouldn't be there. Um, don't lose you. And then if once you get into the pull rate, I mean, it was like one in a thousand pull rate. Mm-hmm. So 
not only is it a one thousand pull rate that you got the little misprint and the cards amazing looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also talked about how people were ripping cards in half at this point in time on YouTube. There was the rip it and flip it. There's people pulling, ripping these cards in half to get viewers, man. Like, no, was, I mean, to this day, there's only like 600 of these PSA 10 Burning Shadows Charizards, and they're hard to grade too. They're not the best centered card. I mean, almost all of them are usually shifted a little bit to the left and. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness yeah i noticed that with modern cards it's hard to find one really good centering yeah i mean they're not they're not making it perfect for us you know they know they know that that's what we're looking for i mean they're not foolish <laughs> i mean oh, if they no. wanted to they can make them all look like the you know the japanese ones that are really nice um mm-hmm. but they know yeah. we hunt for that stuff so they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna keep us dealing with it mm-hmm. oh, but 100%. That, it also creates scarcity i mean mm-hmm. it's that's how modern is doing this they're they're taking something that you know was very accessible except it was hard to get because it was older and we haven't printed it for a while and now you have to find scarcity in other ways you have to make it harder for people to get you have to make it harder for people to grade and you have to make it harder for people to to find you know it's these boxes are expensive Mm -hmm. so and then you know after the burning shadows one started you know catching some steam that was my my feeler that was the one i bought that i was like all right if i'm going to go into this modern stuff i'm going to see how this one does over the next year two years Mm -hmm. so after you know a year later or two years later the shiny version of that card came out so you know it's like okay now we're on a pattern this Mm -hmm. is this is the one that got people enough involved that they're going to keep running with so then so right that one comes out that one's in an etb version which, you know, you only get 10 cards, uh, mm-hmm. 10 packs, and so you just can't buy as many of them. And people love that one. I mean, it came out with so much hype because the Burning Shadows was already catching steam. I mean, I think it was $1,000 at this point um, for a PSA 10. And, you know, people, there was a one, there was a black label shiny Charizard that sold for like 10000 I'm like, that is absolute craziness. This thing just came out as no misprint on it, on it but it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm going to wait on it. I'm going to see what this one does and just see if it, you know, holds some steam. Mm-hmm. Um, behold, a couple years later, a year later, I bought it, you know, and I was like, all right, so I want to go down this path. I'm going to follow this pattern. I'm going to follow this Charizard and this new style of Charizard, wherever they take it. Um, and I'll tell you, after I got the the Hidden Fates one, mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. That thing is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, the background is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just something amazing to look at. Um, so we go on, and then they drop the Champion's Path, which mm-hmm. made people go absolutely crazy now you got COVID-19 which is you know brought a lot of us at home and we're not spending money on other things so you know that's an amazing catalyst for this type of stuff but oh my god you couldn't get one of these boxes to save your life like you had to wait there was people waiting outside like mm-hmm. it was amazing I went out there just to kind of you know go see how hard it was to get these and to this day I've found one box of mm-hmm. you know a, a pin collection mm-hmm. And what they did in that one, they just made the newer version of this base, hyper rare, shiny, base for hyper rare, shiny, base, hyper rare, shiny. And they just keep doing this over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they dropped the big one. You know, they dropped that that tournament Charizard that I had been hoping for because, you know, I see this pattern with these really awesome modern cards. I'm like, they got to drop something that's just going to blow people out of the water. It's going to be uh-huh. impossible to get. 
and they did it. I mean, Jesus, you got two choices, go to a tournament and win it or pay a ton of money to get an ungraded one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that one really solidifies itself as, you know, the biggest character, the character that brought everyone into Pokemon again, you know, people from 40, 50 to nine or 10 are out there trying, just hoping they can get this box of cards. I see it all the time. I see people searching the freaking aisle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my God, it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with your tourney card with your tourney card. Did you, is that, is that guy, is that, graded did you get that graded already uh, i was already pre-graded it was the first one that ever oh, okay. hit the market that okay. i could find and uh, i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was the first one ever graded um oh you I just, said it was bgs bgs yes. huh yeah yeah okay. pick it. Mm-hmm. um and i i wasn't waiting on that one i mean there's a lot of cards i'll sit there and i'll wait and but i had seen this this new style charizard starting to catch steam mm, you gotta go and you know it. we talk about why why is the first edition shadowless i mean it's a stamp Mm-hmm. And no shadow. Okay. There's two things there that, you know, start to create this. There's this two variation pattern. So you got that. It's Shadowless First Edition. You know, you got these staff pre release Charizards coming out. You got the mm-hmm. tournament, the, it's got the promo on the bottom. So none of these Champions Path cards are going to have the little promo symbol on the bottom. Right. Um, and they're, they have this weird flame in the background that uh, is different. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of Jap- Japanese cards are different, but mm-hmm. these are yeah. two things. I mean, there's always this double double thing that sets certain cards apart. Right, right. So, so, so for you, when it comes to modern, you try to tell people that, like, you know, considering the pull rates, um, you want to make sure that you get the right cards. You have and to. the right cards are the ones that are a little bit different. So like what yep. you're saying, those those ones that are a little bit different are going to be the more scarce ones. So misprints, um, like what you were saying, those special tourney cards. I don't even know yep. if there are any right now on eBay, but <laughs> um, but but those are the ones. So so there isn't like a particular set that you lean to. You just lean towards like where are the special unique cards yeah, right exactly and there's no truer one than the evolution set right so evolutions you can't get the pikachu and you can't get the mewtwo in that hollow out of that pack you can get the reverse hollow and you can just get the base mewtwo mm-hmm. but there's the theme decks in the theme decks you can get the cracked ice pikachu and you can get the cracked ice mewtwo mm-hmm. this set's huge mm-hmm. and now two of the biggest players in this set can only be gotten in a $10 box of Pokemon cards. These are $10. You understand how much the graded version of those is going for? (laughs) Insane. It was insane. And I'm like, oh my God, I started buying a couple of them. I don't buy all of them. I only got like two of them. Because, you know, I'd I'd rather leave the stuff. I'm not here to buy 1,500 of one thing and sit here and sell them much, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It reminds me of like the Machamp, like the Machamp that came in the uh, starter decks. mm -hmm. You know, they didn't come in the... Exactly. And it's just, it's just a little, little different way. And most of the people who were buying theme decks weren't me. I mean, if I was buying it in 2017, I was buying the booster boxes. I was buying all that stuff. There was kids that were getting the $10 box of the Mewtwo and the Pikachu. So mm-hmm. half of them were probably destroyed anyways. I mean, it's <laughs> people like me just weren't, I wasn't looking at those. I didn't even think twice about the shiny Pikachu or the shiny Mewtwo. And you're starting to see those cracked ice versions start to get bigger, which is why I bought the, um, about the new vivid voltage stars are one you know mm-hmm. it's got that crack and they did it again you know they you get the reverse hollow you get the normal hollow it's just they play with you man and they, they drop a little little <laughs> easter egg everywhere 
Oh man, it, that, that's a really great part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the little Easter eggs, but um, that's a pretty solid strategy. So then if I had a hundred bucks, I had a hundred bucks to, to spend, to invest in a Pokemon, where should I put my money? So you're saying a, a specific Pokemon or are you talking like a box, like or a certain like series? anything like, like a certain series or like, like if I, if I could only have a hundred bucks to spend, like where, where, where should I put it? Where would be the best ROI for me? All right. So I'm a little biased, but you know, I, I, like I bought today, the burning shadows, I think it is something that's going to be incredible. I just don't think people realize how awesome that's, that card is and how hard it is to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just talked about the, the Mewtwo one. If you can get those Mewtwo Madness boxes right now, I mean, they're cheap still. A lot of people don't even know that that's something, you know? People mm-hmm. are just, they're think that whole series has gone crazy. I mean, if you think that people aren't going to want the Mewtwo and the Pikachu out of it, that's it's craziness. You know, it's hard to get you those ones <laughs> in great shape, but it's uh, it's part of the game. Uh, yeah. And, oh man, for $100, there's just so many little things. I mean... Vivid Voltage, I'd like to see that one play out a little bit more before I really recommend anything in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sets for, uh, are, are are going like one fifty, one seventy now. I mean, oh yeah, boxes. they're gonna they're yeah. gonna go like crazy. I mean, it, this is what happens every single time a set releases. And it hasn't even come out yet. I, I, I'm pretty sure, um, but they did a good job with that one because they they keyed in on the next big biggest character, the Pikachu, right? And they made like I told you, I was talking earlier. I think I saw something that the pull rate's pretty hard. It was like a thousand packs. I mean, that's going to mm-hmm. filter down. I mean, that's a big card to get. And now there's the, uh, what is it? The um, special delivery Pikachu people love. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're playing on Pikachu now a little bit. I mean, they're going to find both of these big markets. Mm-hmm. And uh, from after that, we'll just see where we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, it'll be really, it'll be really exciting to see where it does go. Um and and so I'm curious, like, just to get your thoughts on Darkness Ablaze. Do you have any of those? Like, I don't those? have the boxes, but I bought the uh, the V Max or the yeah the V Max Charizard graded mm-hmm. when it was like 200, 300 bucks. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is pretty low. I'll buy one of these, add it to my collection. Might as well because mm-hmm. I like. What they're at now? I have no idea. I haven't checked it recently. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it goes along with the pattern of these modern cards. They're all based off the same initial Burning Shadows Charizard. And this thing is not going anywhere anytime soon. It's only going to go into crazier, hyper-rare versions, you know? Mm-hmm. This is a piece of time that's that's going to be solidified. I mean, mm-hmm. there was 1996 when a, a million people got involved in Pokemon, and then there's 2020 when... A, 100 million people got in Pokemon. I don't know. Those numbers obviously aren't accurate, but mm-hmm. that kind of number jump is just extraordinary. It only happens every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for a lot of kids, these, these guys are, are the first edition chatterless to them. You know, this is their card. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone that just got involved is out there hunting for them. They're not going to forget it. Yeah. And that's a really good point um, because and and I've been I've said this too. I I've said that you know it really sucks that for these modern sets they don't put the first edition stamp on it. But honestly, they don't they don't need to. They don't need to. They they, they, they don't need to. They make scarcity in other ways. They'll make mm-hmm. they'll make it sought after in a different way than they have before. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it doesn't have to say first edition for it to be rare. Mm-hmm. That's just what we know. 
and mm-hmm. if you're not ready to accept a little bit of change and be prepared for things to evolve into something you don't know then it's the wrong hobby to be in <laughs> oh for sure for sure i mean it just but it just goes for forever i mean look at you got star wars stuff behind you i mean that was an older generation thing but has that ever really really crashed i mean if anything a lot of those things just have gone up but it's just a different demographic of people it really you know, has and, and that's what's amazing and these tops cards right here uh this mm-hmm. is the only one that i have but these tops cards printed 1977 literally all they did was just take pictures of the movies and put them on cardboard like there's mm-hmm. not even anything in the back yeah. these cards the market for these i had no idea these cards first existed um i found out like a month or so ago and then i saw them and i saw they were graded there was a whole bunch on psa and then so i started looking at ebay and started to see what was going on there are psa 10s of these cards in that set that are going for more than a thousand bucks and i'm like what is going on that's awesome that's crazy i didn't i didn't know about it so now i'm going to start buying them because like i love star wars obviously uh, there's so <laughs> many different ways you can go right now and half of it is just what's happening in the world like there was what was it game of thrones i went out Those and bought game of thrones cards yeah i bought i bought game of thrones oreos for two dollars <laughs> okay there's a special edition Game of Thrones, I bought one to eat, and I was like, I'm going to put one of these away, and it's going to be hilarious because I'm just going to put them to the side, and I bet you I can make 100% profit on Oreos. And, you know, I'm pretty sure I can sell them for four bucks, (laughs) but, like, that's the reality of it. Like, these are big things for people in their lives right now. Netflix is Mm -hmm. huge. You know, these this is what people do to keep themselves entertained. You got Baby Yoda. I mean, that guy was an icon. You got um, the Tiger King. I mean, he's on garbage, (laughs) the GBK cards. (laughs) I mean, people just fall in love with these things. Mm-hmm. And and what I start to tell people, like like my cousins, uh, he buys a lot of baseball cards. Um, he buys like the Bowmans, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Allen and Ginter and all that stuff. And and one night, like we were just chilling, watching some Netflix, and I'm on PSA, and I'm just like, well, you know, let's look at these pops for these random like random TCGs, and and that's when I found Star Wars. I saw Star Trek on there, like there were so many random cool sets that were on there. And I'm like, well, th- this, it's really interesting to see what's happening because what I don't know, because I haven't seen those markets, I don't know them well enough, but like mm-hmm. is the hype of the, not hype. I don't even want to call it hype because it's it's hype, but it's real. Um, but yeah. what's happening with Pokemon, had it, is it bleeding into other hobbies, which it seems like like that, that that thought is bleeding into other hobbies i mean i'm ex- i'm an example of that because i bought yep. that but but i i did i i, I wish i saw what happened before what was i going think on. i think it was a little bit more i started seeing it first in the sports cards i started seeing it with the mike trout mike trout was like this this card that was just breaking all of the rules right it's oh, modern yeah. i mean he's an incredible player mm-hmm. um but they just started going for crazy money and you know you got a lot of big card guys on youtube you know i think it's like vegas dave gary v who's like who talks about it all the time mm-hmm. um and they're making these calls and you know a lot of them are coming true because you can really track these players so well i mean mm-hmm. and then so they start getting some steam and all of a sudden one starts selling for 900 and then another one sells for a million and three million three million dollars pokemon's down here man pokemon's down at like 250 grand there's a big window there for the same type of artwork which is a card right mm-hmm. one has an autograph on it very true and you know panini and certain tops and all them they make certain cards scarcer than others by numbering them right 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 but but collectibles and you know tv series and stuff like that 
to make their own scarcity in their own way. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, I think money started trickling down when people realized, all right, these graded cards aren't looked at the same way as, you know, ungraded cards used to look at back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's apps where you can invest in these collectibles now, too, as a rally. I think you can literally yeah. buy stock in the yeah, car. Yeah, I saw that. I, like, I if you think so that's strange. not going to make stuff go crazy or have an effect on it, it's going to be crazy. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> like, you can, you can invest in a Mickey Mantle, you know? Yeah. That, that's way out of your price range, but now a little bit, you own a little bit. <laughs> yep. And that's like, I, um, my dad started talking to me about it. He bought, he bought this card. I don't think it's too much cash, but I mean, he got a Mickey Mantle rookie card or, uh, was it a rookie card? I don't even know at this point, but, I like the case, um, oh yeah, the black ones are awesome. I like these leather cases. I've actually never seen those. Um, I, uh, with my, uh, graded cards, I just put them in those clear bags, but I like that. I like, I that wanted to protect my, I wanted to protect my stuff, you know, cause I've dropped a card and I've cracked one, you know, I, I, I dropped my Saquon and you know what happened to him? Uh, he was out, he got hurt and he's out all year. So I think it was my yeah. fault partially, but <laughs> it was, it was you blame, yeah. it, blame it all on you. But that's well, why I've just upgraded the cases I've gotten, you know, now you got these Pandora cases, which are great. Um, mm-hmm. I love the acrylic. I like the fact that, you know, make them look like they cost the amount of money that they actually do. You know, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, seriously. Like if you're going to buy a really nice card, keep it really nice, display it really nice. Like, keep it and, keep it safe you know eventually one day when i do decide to maybe sell one of these you know you guys have seen them they're here on my instagram every day you know they're in this i'm not doing anything crazy with them i'm not changing around i mean it's <laughs> i'll move right stuff there. here and there but i got the you know dehumidifier down here i got everything you know i try to make sure that i can keep the stuff as nice as possible and you know Going back to my trout i want to go back to my trout really quickly because you you mentioned that his card obviously broke 3 million which is amazing it's so cool it's awesome obviously he's going to be in the hall of fame it's good he's good yep. Yep. but um what the, so that number blows my mind because i can't remember the name of the collector but he has three baseball cards no i'm sorry baseballs that are what 2.5 2.6 million at the time when i was watching it and it's these are these are record-breaking balls like like the the barry bonds ball that broke you know the home run record the the mark mcguire ball that broke the home run record i can't remember the other player off the top of my head because it's been a while since i saw the documentary but i was watching this guy you know show off these balls now what kind of sucks is like barry bonds you know he was on the roids, you know, Mark McGuire, he's on the roids. So I don't know how it affected the value of those cards. I mean, baseballs, but like, these are baseballs that made history. And we have one, one baseball card that is just paper that is worth more than those balls that were involved in history. Like, there's a different level of excitement. You know, there's a level of, I got in before all of the, before he, his greatness happened, you know? And mm-hmm. There's a lot more money out there, man. We keep printing it. And I mean, it's just, these numbers aren't going to be crazy too long. You know, it's, this is, people got some cash. (laughs) And if you're trying to take it out of cash, I mean, you can put it in all different kinds of things. I mean, but you just start to see these things go up in value because, you know, more people get involved that have a bigger bank account and can literally control entire markets of cards by having the best one. I mean, it's, it's, it can be terrifying the fact that you know someone can hold that much power in you know an entire market yeah and and i just had a i just had a conversation with um with like the guys i was mentioning going twice um on ig they're really awesome um what i was talking with them is we were talking about market manipulation versus 
um, investing, you know, so like an investor that sees the opportunity in a card. So they'll buy however many they can at whatever price, um, you know, they're looking to spend. And, and all of a sudden you see this, people will, people look at eBay auctions. So, or, and you know, all the listings, so they'll see the movement of this card. And so um, sometimes people forget that, you know, it's not necessarily market manipulation. It's just an investor going in and being like, oh, okay, so this card is good. A lot of times, if you're getting that crazy hype or that crazy price point, there's something there. There's a reason why somebody's putting it up for these crazy numbers. Granted, are they going to get that big, big dollar sign? Probably not, not initially. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's some type of something there. Um, but you got to look at it. for If you're going to invest in this, I'm not worried about a $100 difference. Like, I'm buying this to hold on for 10 years. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I enjoy Long collecting term. it. So, like, I buy it if it's $1,000, $600. Like, all right, well, I'm going to see where this goes anyways. So, if I was going to buy a $600 card, I would hope it would go higher than $1,000 over a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And that's why you just got to know what you're buying. Know why sure. it could go higher. Why could this card i'm about to put my hard-earned money into actually make me back not only my initial money but make me more mm-hmm. um or you know if you just enjoy collecting it enjoy, enjoy collecting it but yeah yeah I, I definitely i definitely agree with you on that and and for me part of what i really enjoy within the hobby and i kind of mentioned this before like buying the raw card that i can see is in really really good condition that i can see like grading an eight, a nine or a 10 and, um, and, and actually getting them graded and getting those back and seeing, you know, there's going to be an ROI there. It, even if it's not an ROI right now, it's going to be there. Right. So, so to me finding, you know, first editions of vintage cards that, you know, one card, it cost me 10 bucks, one card, it cost me 20 bucks, maybe 30, you know, there's some cards out there that are costing 80, 90 bucks, but you know, those sellers know that they have a good condition card. So, you know, obviously the, the price, the price kind of reflects that, but sometimes too, you can find, you know, auctions that, that people aren't paying attention to where, where, you know, you see those deals and you're just crowded. I'm like, I, man earlier today this morning i spent some cash <laughs> i spent some cash on some auctions that i was coming in at like three seconds before the the yep. auction was over just coming in and and kind of overbidding just to anticipate yep. those those auto bids it's and- gonna happen you know it's it, you make mistakes i've made plenty of them believe me like i've just you know gone on thought i didn't know a market or didn't know what I was buying, but I knew what I wanted. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to buy this. It was like a $30 difference, but I could say 30 bucks, you know, it's just those little times you slip up. It just depends on how much money you're slipping up with. If you're yes. getting to different price levels, your attention needs to be far greater towards what you're getting. I mean, mm-hmm. you just, you just have to, I mean, if you're going to mm-hmm. go out there and you're going to really put down a decent chunk of cash, there's no why the hell you're buying it. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I mean, honestly, at this point with a hobby, like, you know, when I first got into Instagram and, and like even joined the community, part of the reason was, oh, if I join Instagram, I can try and sell my Fortnite cards on Instagram. Literally, that was the only reason I put myself on Instagram. And then I started seeing all these communities. And then I started like, not that I didn't appreciate the cards, but I started to see it differently i I just i just fundamentally started to see it differently and so now anything i'm buying i really have no intention of selling 
Yeah, it's the po- it, the community, right? There's this mm-hmm. community out there, and that's the power of the internet and why these hobbies are going so big, right? You can be anybody. Anyone can buy anything they want without anybody judging them because it comes to their mailbox. You know what? You you have the, all the freedom in the world. If you like Pokemon, if you like, I don't know, anything, there's a market mm-hmm. there, and there's mm-hmm. a, probably a community that's talking about it on some type of social media platform. Mm-hmm. So now you got these people who are, you know, they enjoy other people's company, share the same interests, and you guys feed off of each other. I see it all the time on Instagram. You know, people posting different stuff coming out. They get, people get excited for this. People are buying this. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of that that goes on. <laughs> I think like those... I don't know why, but the, the I think it was the $20 Jirachi boxes. Like, Jesus, save those for the kids, man. Like, there's mm-hmm. Crimson Invasion and packs that you really, you're not going to get anything substantial out of. Um, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a great yeah. deal for some young kids to go there and enjoy and actually be able to pull some Pokemon cards. Meanwhile, we got people going and selling them. 40 bucks like yeah and i know it's in those things i'm not i'm not doing that (laughs) yeah yeah i can definitely understand that that that, that's cool like i like i can appreciate you know people like you know leaving a few on the shelf yeah i mean i don't need a hundred of these i don't (laughs) i mean it's important that other people get to do this and get to experience it because it's just burn it out i mean like and what you said earlier too diversifying like you don't want to put in too much money into one thing because you could be losing out on something that could potentially get you more or just in general, like that safety net of just exactly. diversification. Yeah. And it's important that, you know, not just our group has all of these new ones. There's got to be an opportunity for the next 10 years of people who start to grow up and want and desire these things. Cause at that point it just stays within a 10 year age group. Right. Um, and then you're, you're kind of singling yourself out like a lot of other hobbies, you know, it's, but there's uh it's always nice to go on and see, you know, different age ages playing with this stuff. Like I love showing oh, yeah, my, yeah. my son these cards and he mm. doesn't give a hell if one's a thousand dollars or if one's five dollars. And that's the best part. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. You know, he sees the Charizard and he roars, but he sees the woo-woo card and he's so like, Yep, cute. give me that one. I'm not that. Aw, <laughs> that is so, so cute. Yeah. I mean, it'll be good memories with you and him. Yeah opening up packs, enjoying the hobby together. Yeah, and who knows if he'll even like it. And that's not my, I'm not going to push anything on him. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he could be very excited. I have Fortnite stuff by the time he gets older. Mm-mm. And we'll see where those boxes are. And maybe if you let him open up one or two or. Yeah, we'll see. You know, <laughs> how much money he'll be opening up. That, that'll yep. be cool. That'll be cool. No, but I mean, that's really good. Like, you know, building those memories with the kids and letting them enjoy the hobby even if like you said they don't really get into it as they get older they're like oh you know i'm too old for that dad yeah <laughs> you know no one likes happen. that i mean there's a point where kids at school don't think you're the coolest guy because you got a certain card i mean they're not ultra concerned about how much money that thing costs i mean mm-hmm. it's it's just a different walk of life you know we look at it like holy crap i might be able to buy a freaking car with this thing or a house god i know right you know i mean like like I've seen I've seen guys in the comic book world they'll they'll have like a like a graded comic book that's worth like 2500 you know 3000 however much you know more for for a lot of those first appearances of like Superman and stuff like that but um but you know they're they're going in and training that for a used vehicle yeah. literally just like here you go trade 
Yeah, if that's what you want to do with it, and that's the thing. Like yeah. for me, I, a used car is not worth a trade for something like this. You know, that appreciates I, every I, time. I, I, not just that, but I enjoy it. You know, I get to come yeah. down to, and that's why I push. I like the modern so much because I come down to this. Like these cars are crazy, man. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> the vintage ones are cool, but none of them are like jumping out of the frigging cabinet like these things. You know, you look at the hidden hidden fates. The thing shines with the lights on or off. Oh, yeah. I mean, these cars are just, they're beautiful. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, if you're, I don't care who you are, you pull one of those things out, you'll double think about doing anything crazy with it. <laughs> right. And that's where you found the arbitrage too. Like, not only do you like them more, which is obviously the probably the most important part, but also, you know, you're not paying the premium like with vintage. Yeah. I mean, probably right now for those cards, you're probably going to pay a little bit of a premium, but even still, it'll probably there's be a lot of upside. There's, yeah. a, there's just a lot of up to go. So you know, yeah. these things, these things didn't move when vintage went absolutely crazy. These things have just been sitting here, just buy, mm-hmm. buy, sell, buy, sell around, you know, the 3,200. And then at some point, once that vintage money trickles down, effects mm-hmm. are going to happen you know they're going to go into different places and eventually when people can't find the burning shadows and figure out how hard these things were to get and it's going to be different and then you know you have the reprint stuff you know stuff's going to get reprinted like i said there's more people buying mm-hmm. so that's not always a horrible thing um mm-hmm. but I what do you think I... the reprint of hidden fates will do with charizard i don't know with your I, think charizard. I think it'll be exciting i think they mm-hmm. could do some crazy stuff who knows they're gonna they could totally switch it up on us you know they could watch the gold come out I know they could do, they could pull some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the pattern I was talking about, you know, all of a sudden out of those from 17, you had burning shadows and you had in face and you had this gold Charizard over in Japan that guys is a gold Charizard. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what's cooler, you get the champion's path. I mean, there's just this reoccurring pattern, but damn, man, I don't know what we would do if we had a, a gold one hit. I think it's going to cause some craziness. <laughs> God, I know. And and just wait until Pokemon starts to do blockchain. Just well, you wait. guys already have those freaking cards you can scan. I mean, you got that people give away all the time on these on these Oh yeah, for those uh trading the the online game. Yeah, I saved them all. Why not? You know, there's blockchain NFTs, there's you know collectible artwork online. There's kids that are gonna only play the online version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still mm-hmm. open up packs on there. I've mm-hmm. seen people selling them on eBay. You know, it's, what's the difference? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You can you can sell them on eBay. You can get money back from them um, on those apps. I can't think of what they're called, but yeah, yeah. And that's one of those things, right? That's one of those things that you you were like, oh my god, I had so many of those, and I gave them away, and that's you're like, crap, <laughs> it's all over again. Like, shoot, man, I missed the ball now. And seriously, like, if if a third party is willing to pay you like let's say 30 cents or however much, you know, for one of those cards to scan, you know, there's something there. Like what you were saying, there's something there. Like, like, so, you know, where is their benefit to this? Like, like what is it? And And, and and, what's the risk? I mean, I I mean, a lot of times you're taking a risk on some of this early, early stuff, which isn't very high. I mean, it depends on how much you buy of it, but right. You know, in retrospect, you're not going out and forking out $10,000 for a, a Charizard that's been around for 20 years, you're dropping, you know, 50 bucks on a box and see where it goes. See you where know, it goes. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can buy it graded already. And which is what I choose to do because by the time you start opening them, there's the money you spent to open this thing. There's the money you spent to grade this thing. There's the money you spent to strike out on this thing. Mm-hmm. Just give me the card and I'll go from wherever point I start and hope we go higher than there. 
Right. You know, and, and, and considering like all of those things, if you find PSA tennis for good deals, like just get it. I remember uh, I had on the podcast, Charlie, um, I don't know if you follow him, Dulce Pokemon um, on IG. And uh, one of the things that he said, yeah, one of the things that he said, he's like, if you see a PSA 10 for 20 bucks, just get it. Yeah. Just get it because of all of the money and and potential loss just to get it to that point, you know, yeah. 20 bucks. Oh my God, now. 20 bucks. It costs more than that to grade it. Seriously. I mean, Jesus, all you had to do is pick up the, that low hanging fruit. I mean, great. Not everything's going to go nuts. I mean, this is just a, you know, a once in a 20 year event here. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, the value's there. There's people here. They're not leaving because Logan Paul's leaving. They're not right. leaving because of anything else. There was already a community here just a whole lot of people just learned about it. <laughs> there was already growth. Growth was already happening by the time Logan mm-hmm. Paul. Oh yeah. It was just video. different price levels. You know, there was just mm-hmm. at the time when I bought that $400 Charizard, that was a $400 Pokemon card. Like yeah. <laughs> you understand? Like yeah. it was a crazy craziness. Like I'm like, all right, yeah, mm-hmm. this is gonna, I could, I could do something else to this or I could buy a card. Right. The one thing everyone tells you you're nuts for a modern card, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. You know, most of the time when people tell you a hundred times not to do it, they're either scared that it's going to take over theirs or, you know, they just haven't done any research on it. Yeah. Yeah, for you sure. Know, just a different age group likes different things. You know, you could, we talked about with vintage cars opposed to brand new cars. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids nowadays are looking at the brand new Ferrari, you know, and that holds, you know, some type of value to them, you know, opposed to right. something that a couple of years older they enjoyed. Like what did what do they say about old cards? Like cars, uh, you know, the Firebird was your dad's, but yours was the Mustang. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know the exact saying, but it, it's that's exactly like that. how it works, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. whatever you grew up with. You know, there will be that out of reach older thing, and it happens over and over again. There's always the out of reach vintage. There's the modern where you have no idea what the hell you're trying to find. Um, but if you can do it, you can make out really well because the price goes absolutely bonkers. Um, and then there's just this drive to, can I get something before anybody else gets it and make the money mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, those three things don't go anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 talking about getting in early, like obviously right now we're still really early with Fortnite. I mean what was it um series one dropped like i remember getting into Fortnite in july last year so yeah. i'm sure it dropped probably a little bit beforehand but we're we're still super early like less than two years right yeah so so with with that being a really young um you know card collection that's now out um are there any other ones that you're kind of trying to scope out to see what's going on like do you do you know about force of will flesh and blood like any of those uh, tcgs not really um uh-huh. but there's just the main guys like the big names you know there is i've never collected gpk cards before um the garbage bell kids cards but they all of these companies started doing these reprints right mm-hmm. hyped mm-hmm. up reprints of the first one because pokemon did it and that shit exploded you know sorry mm-hmm. for but like <laughs> it's and it just started going Yu-Gi-Oh just did that uh that gold one like that uh yeah. what's it called um i opened up a box of it the other day but those things are awesome i mean it's the first edition gold blue eyes i mean come on that's gonna have something going forward Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's a very short glimpse. You get to see these things on the shelf now. Like I don't, mm-hmm. these are selling so fast. You just, you can't just go to the store and get them. 
Yeah. I mean, these prices just can't keep up. It's just unbelievable. So anything for 2020, it's going to, I feel almost going to be sought after because that this is the time where if it was somewhat relevant and people thought it was cool, you weren't finding it because everyone was buying everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it hasn't even hit the shelves while this craziness has gone on until pretty much now. So yeah, pretty sure coming up, the only thing that's going to be on the shelf is some Fortnite and people are going to try to dabble in that one too. I'll, I'll I'll be down with it. I'm a I'm gonna probably check tomorrow, yep. just to see. Just to see. I haven't seen it yet in my local, but you know. I've seen somebody everybody. find a box. I saw somebody sent me a picture of a box. I was like, ah, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, and it was a pretty cool. And it was like red. I think it was pretty sweet. Mm, okay, yeah, these Fortnite boxes are different box colors. And, you know, you got like the green ones that are like the first ones that come out, and then you got whatever comes out in the stores after that. Mm-hmm. But, but the first boxes you can get, and, you know, like you have those nine promo cards. Like, oh my god, those things are amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first of anything is always good, right? Mm-hmm. On anything you're talking about, you got Series One. That's that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you got the first nine cards that first nine promos ever made you know it's honestly some of these cards are even the first ones or one of one pops i i mean well at least the last time i checked they were one of one pops yeah. and they were the first cards anyone ever saw that bought mm-hmm. these things right if you bought that package which was the nine promos the binder and the the hobby box that was it you know you got the nine promos you knew damn i should probably keep these nice um and then you got to open up the box but mm-hmm. Still bitter because yeah. you know my my order got messed up and I should have had yeah. two of them. But, uh, That's really unfortunate. Yeah, it stunk. <laughs> you know, you know. After you told me that story, I kind of got a little worried when I ordered mine. My yeah, oh, boxes. I was nervous right after I bought mine. Like I gotta get that receipt because <laughs> those know, sold right? out fast. Those sold out much faster than the first series did. Those things um, were done in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. That that is so crazy. I'm glad they did put a limit though. I mean, yeah. I'm sure people. You know, maybe they were able to to get multiples, multiples. But if you were if you were already in it and you were prepared, I mean, those are the people that make out with this stuff. You know, these are the mm-hmm. people that do the research. It's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cry about it, or you can start to learn. You know, mm-hmm. figure out who to learn from. Seriously, and I remember literally last year. Last year, I joined the blog Panini's blog because I'm like, I need to know when these cards drop. I need mm-hmm. to know when they drop. So I'm just gonna you know, join specifically for that. And, and every few months I would check like what's happening, what's going on, you know? And, and I didn't get the notification. Then all of a sudden, boom, Panini Fortnite. I was like, what is going on? Like yeah. I hadn't even been paying attention to the market at that point. Um, because, cause I'm kind of like, cause, cause there's so many, there's so much stuff to look at. Right. And there's so much to learn. Like we talked about that earlier. There's so much to learn. Oh and I'm God. in so many different hobbies. Like I just kind of like, set it and forget it kind of thing at least with Fortnite, because i i knew it was already going to be good like i'm going to sit on everything that i have yep. um so i i didn't have to look at the market but but now seeing all that activity you know like with those cards selling out or with the boxes selling out when i saw that email i was like oh my god i've been waiting for a year and a half for yeah. this email to drop Yep. And that's, that's what goes back. You got to be ready to go long-term on these. Like I didn't buy series one for $30 going in two months. This thing's going to be 200 bucks. I was, listen, we got a year to wait. That might not even come out. These might totally flop and mm-hmm. I completely missed out on this, but for the amount of cost, it's worth a shot, man. There's a lot of upside to if this does work out, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, th- this game is the big, was the biggest game in the world. Right. I mean, it's, Oh yeah. That's 100%. <laughs> 
and, and like you, know, you said, it's funny. We don't even play. We don't yeah. even play. You don't even have to play. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, you just got to know. I don't know how to play the Pokemon game. I mean, come on. I, I mean, same. I've never played it. Yeah, it's, but you always knew the collecting part of it, and that's what we did growing up. It was nobody cared if you knew how to play the game. It was my friends got a Charizard, so my friends cooler than you are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No matter what, at some point in your life, Pokemon cards made you cooler than the other guy, right? <laughs> you got your YouTube channel better than this guy's because you got the better card. You were the coolest kid on the school bus because you had a couple of hollows, and you know people wanted to hang out with you. It's just it's this mm-hmm. funny, funny attraction that it brings and the attention that it brings people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely really fun. And, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for when Fortnite. So what I've seen so far, um, obviously the Fortnite community is really tiny, like when it comes to collectors and I haven't seen many of them, like what they're doing is they're, they're either us that just see the opportunity, Mm -hmm. um, or their parents just getting those cards for their little kids. But what I, I, I can't wait to see like, when players really start to get into it. And and I think that might be a little bit of what we're seeing in the growth of yeah. what's going on right now. I mean, so. that's going to have to be where it goes. The players have to get involved in it. I don't know if at some point they'll intertwine them with the game somehow. I don't know what they'll do with it, but you know, you have to have the player backing on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's where the hype comes from. Like, Oh my God, these things are worth money now. Like I love Fortnite. Like, and people slowly start to trickle in and realize I can't buy the first series one anywhere on eBay. You know, you can't find it anywhere. And the mm-hmm. boxes tripled when the series two came out, you know, I box I bought, or maybe not triple, but the box I bought for 80 bucks was $200 right after series two dropped. And you see mm-hmm. them sell, you see them all start selling. Like as soon as something, you know, is big, as soon as that hits the internet or hits eBay, you'll see buyers right there. You know, that was like mm-hmm. the staff cards for vivid voltage. You know, people oh, were excited yeah. about Vivid Voltage coming. All I cared about was the fact that there was a Lugia coming out with a staff on it who does not get nearly enough, you know, card love as, you know, he should be getting. And the fact that aside from the Shining Legends Lugia mm-hmm. and the Hyper Rare, I mean, there wasn't much there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a big deal for that character. And then Charizard, I mean, it's a Charizard staff card. <laughs> we already know. Yeah. And then it <laughs> was under- understanding how to get those staff cards. So this year, they the only way you could get them was if you were a vendor. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of goes back to the tournament thing. The only way you can get it is if you compete in a tournament. Things that are out of my and most of the people's ability to even do. So mm-hmm. you're already out on that one. You're not getting it for free. Too bad. Um, and then you got to deal with the vendors. I mean, they're getting every four boxes they buy. It was they got one pack of these. Oh, I didn't know that. So, and that's why on one of my Instagram posts that I posted with it, and I did some wicked, you know, flamboyant picture with a bowl in it. Um, and but I also put the information on how you were able to attain them, and that's where the value is. How hard are these to get, and here's why. Yeah. Um, so the first ones that hit, bam, bottom right off the gate. Didn't care if it, I. There's some cars where most of the time you would never do that because you want to see if people, you know, if it goes down, but. I didn't think those were going to go down. So mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> you got yeah. to pick and choose when something's got some value there. And when something doesn't have some value there and now the graded ones, I mean, they're expensive. I mean, they're not, they're nothing to play with. And I was very oh, yeah. fortunate with the ones that I got are in incredible shape. I just mm-hmm. haven't sent them out yet. I've been buying a lot of product opposed to sending things out to, to grade them and mm-hmm. trying to sell them right now. So. No, I, I definitely get you. And, and what's really nice. Well, okay. So I think, the one thing that you definitely demonstrate is like, obviously a, you have confidence in what you're doing, but, but 
majority of the reason why you have confidence in what you're doing is because you've been keeping an eye on it. You've been keeping educated. You've been doing your research. And a lot of what's happening right now is this FOMO that's been getting on people. People don't know what they're buying. People don't know what they're selling. They're not looking at the condition and considering the condition of the card. Um, you know, when, and that's just something you don't know, there's no way to yeah. know this stuff until you get in it and you, and you learn, unfortunately right now is a tough time to learn. Cause this stuff is really expensive. Yeah. Well, I, granted back when I was doing it a couple yeah. of years ago, it was still expensive. I mean, damn, like yeah, I would have been pissed time. if my $400 card went to 75 bucks, but it, 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 it was hard, but you know what? That's the chance you take. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, I don't, if those things drop tomorrow, it is what it is. Like mm-hmm. this is the chance I did. It was a calculated risk. It was a calculated decision. And whether this goes up or down, I'm in it. I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel confident enough knowing this pattern that's been created over three years that the company's literally putting in front of our face, the scarcest things they can make. And we're going to give you the king of them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is the first, how many Charizards are actually n- numbered? Is there any? I mean, I don't know if there is. I've never even heard of a Charizard that had a specific 1,200 made, you know, a specific mm-hmm. 600 made. That's something only Panini cards do or number right. baseball cards do. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was whoever grades them, and we'll see what the pop count is. Right, right. Keep we're, not guessing. Going any, we're not going any higher than 1,200 for the combo. I mean, there's mm-hmm. 3,000 of the V, but to have the combo of the two, only 1,200 people will ever have those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I... I you know, I don't know. I, I guess it would be pretty interesting, pretty cool to see if they did do the numbers. I, I mean, I, I think people's buying habits would kind of change at that point for Pokemon. I don't know if they're willing to take that risk because they've kind of already solidified their formula. I mean, yeah, really at the they, end of the day, they've already they got, got what it. they're going to do. I don't think they have any need to number except for the very exclusive versions. Like this mm-hmm. isn't the first modern style tournament card. There's the Mewtwo that there's only 300 or something like that of them made. And then there's like a Zekrom. I think I forgive me if I didn't pronounce that right, but there's one that was before that. That's also like $5,000. So this isn't anything new. This is just the biggest character that's ever been turned into one, you know, aside from Pikachu, which is in, he's in his own class, man, those tournament cards from the vintage time. They're all what they are. Like, (laughs) I mean, I, these are just two totally different entities. I mean, those are rare because there's like two of them or three of them, but it was also a point in time where you couldn't grade and you couldn't do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't, you know, a hundred million people trying to get him. Yeah. I- I'd be curious to see if Pokemon does certain things that um, Magic the Gathering is doing right now. Uh, like, uh, for example, they just recently came out with this card. It's called like Bejeweled, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Anyways, so there's a lot of hype around this card. And what and what Wizards of the Coast is doing right now is they're selling it directly to consumer and they've set their price point, right? So, you know, like what we had kind of talked about before, trying to get a little bit of that secondary market action on the front end for the companies, which like makes sense. They can do what they do, just like Panini when they have their like one-on-one Zion special rookie. I can't even remember what it's called, but I, I remember seeing them go for like a thousand, fifteen hundred. I don't even know if those are still available. I'm sure they're not. But yeah, there was also like those blockchain versions, which were one of ones that versions. are crazy money. Like mm-hmm. the real versions of the first blockchain cars. I think they're national tre- treasures. Oh man, those things are expensive. Gosh, like I, like the past few days, I've actually specifically been looking at the blockchain ones just to kind of understand, like, like, like what, like what, what is going on here? Because I know, I know what blockchain is, right? So what is the advantage to applying this to a card? How do you apply it 
to cards because because that that's really interesting and and so I, I don't really know if there is truly blockchain technology behind the cards because what's happening with a lot of blockchain you got to kind of be careful because some some companies what they're doing is they're making blockchain-esque things like in the banking world they're 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 not blockchain but they're calling it blockchain and so so i don't know enough i haven't done enough research about the technology specifically but from what i have seen with what panini has explained i i do see that there's value in that because it helps keep you from buying fake cards it and does you can see the history of who sold what to whom and and yep. you know you know you, the, you know exactly what that person paid for except if you pulled it from the flawless packs yes so there's a certain advantage to if you redeemed a card you're it you're the starting point man i mean you yeah. you control this whole i mean depending on what level that one card is one. you yeah. control it you know you are mm-hmm. in your hands a normal person can control something that's worth a ton of money you know it's it's just craziness mm-hmm. and you know i was buying them and people thought for one to basically throw them away because i was like well i'm gonna just get the biggest players i can find you know patrick mahomes kyler murray lamar jackson uh mm-hmm. baker mayfield i went out and bought all of them you know and all ou players except for mahomes but i, I can't remember he went to lsu maybe but kyler murray ou um oh. baker mayfield ou i yes. love kyler murray man I bought mm-hmm. that kid's rookie card or the draft rookie card. I think there's only one 9.5 and there's only like a couple cards left, but I remember watching film on him. And I was like, this kid's going to do amazing. Mm-hmm. And they signed Hopkins and you guys have seen what's happened since then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It, it's so much fun. I love, I love, I love watching my OU players. They're, yep. they're really good. Um, and, and for a time I was actually buying some bigger Mayfield cards uh, just because, I mean, I figured he'd be it. Like he was really, it was really cool to see what he did with the team when he was with the Sooners. I mean, they didn't even, they didn't even recruit him. He just like kind of came on and, 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 um, and tried out and, and, and got on the team. I think he came originally from Texas A&M, I think, and left that program. I want to say it was Texas A&M anyways, but yeah, it was really cool to see what he did with the team. And he had like this kind of energy about him. That was just really cool. So, I mean, I appreciated the player. I appreciated him as a player and I wanted to see him grow as a professional. So I'm like, let me grab, let me grab a few cards. You're buying pieces of this guy's career. And you know, there's very few football players that bring the excitement that Trevor Lawrence is bringing. You know, this kid Mm -hmm. is, this kid's wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I said it to you earlier. I mean, this kid's a walking head and shoulders commercial. I mean, he Jesus. He really is. Gosh, oh, my God. This hair. kid's endorsements are alone. I mean, did you see what Joe Burrows were before he even touched the field? Mm-hmm. The hype that's going to come from this kid is going to be something that we haven't seen in a long time. I mean, there's mm-hmm. hype for guys like um, Patrick Mahomes and you know Tom Brady. Right. These guys came into it. This kid's just he's coming in like the he's you know already. the Zion guy. Like he's got some big shoes to fill, but he's got the fundamentals there. He's got a good character. He knows how to handle being in the limelight. He's been doing it since high school. I mean, Jesus. Right. Um, right. but that's why I was buying his cards. You know, I bought two of them. And mm-hmm. second I saw that big one get listed, it was a huge money one. Granted, it's a big money card. Like they put it up for like six hundred grand. Um, I knew it was going to be value. That's a lot of money. Um, and I don't necessarily think this card's $600,000 yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where this card can start to gravitate towards. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. his autographs were like a thousand bucks. You know, right. when I bought my one one it was very early on. I mean, it was a 
close to a thousand. And, you know, after, you know, I got the one from my dad the other day, everyone's gone. Yeah. There wasn't a single autograph left. I mean, that's crazy. It's so crazy. And and part of that makes me like, it makes me really happy, but it makes me a little sad that because they're a part of the NCAA, they can't, they don't see a dime. They don't, they don't see, see, they don't plenty see of money. Dime. He, he will. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that it's like these kids who don't make it pro that deal with injuries after the fact, and they have to deal with all the, the health issues that they yep. have. I, I just really wish that they were, they, they, benefited a little bit more than just the education i know they say well they're getting education but and, you know, it's, but it's i think it's a little too. more than that they're putting their bodies on the line you know yeah and th- but this is the sport they choose to play you know i love playing baseball and i love doing these things and this is what they're here to do you know you got to compete you want to compete with the best you got to train like you're going to compete with the best you and you know the you risk do. that's coming you know that's not you're taking a risk when you go to try to play sports you know in college you got to perform right. and there's certain players that stand out when they do it. There's certain mm-hmm. players that take it and they go, holy crap, man. Like this kid's yeah. just naturally good. I mean, the kid's amazing. He's junior, right? He's, <laughs> yeah, I think, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he's yeah. you know, there's talks to him going to the jets and all different kinds of things. But uh, I think that's going to well, be a story people start to follow for the next couple, uh, especially as we get to our next draft year. I think it's going to be wild. I'm sure he already has an agent, right? I'm sure he does. I'm I mean, sure he Jesus. does because he can already go. He can already get drafted. He doesn't have to graduate. Yep. Right. And yeah. uh, he's yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And and what what I like that you kind of do is it sounds like like obviously Trevor Lawrence is. I mean, it's still prospecting. And yeah. and I did a little bit of uh, this could fail tomorrow. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, when it came to baseball, um, I I did some prospecting with like Gavin Lux who's got some like really valuable cards out there. Uh, Lucas Giolito. I think I spent like five bucks on an auto and it's worth like 25 now, which that's been really great. Uh, Walter Franco, um, you know, um, uh, he's definitely shaping up to be like a really good ball player. I don't know how much you've been following like those careers and stuff like that, but, but prospecting is really fun. I really like, I really like trying to find, and, and, you know, in all honesty, I don't know that much about baseball to be like that guy is going to be amazing like like i'm not that person that can call out a mike trout right you got to know your sport right i don't go into baseball i don't talk about baseball because i know nothing about how that works right (laughs) i just know the big guys like anybody else coming into any hobby i'm like the guy coming in looking at the charizard right i don't know a damn thing about a lot of it but Mm -hmm. football i know you know football Mm -hmm. if you played fantasy football you can play the card game, right? I mean, you're you're you playing the their right season. Players. You're playing. Yeah. You're if you would pick Trevor Lawrence next year in a draft because you knew what this kid's potential was. Mm-hmm. Now, can that fail? Yes, yeah. it can. But you know what? That's the chance you take. And anybody, really it's just about it. the amount of people that are willing to take that chance. You know, I could lose a thousand dollars on Trevor Lawrence. Thousand bucks, yeah, it sucks, but that's the game you play. You know, it's. <laughs> If you're going to try to get in early, make the right choices, know what you're buying and just, just ride it out. <laughs> yeah. And and the other thing too, is you really enjoy watching him as a player. You've obviously enjoyed seeing him grow with him being on Clemson um, and, and, and kind of helping grow that program too. I'm sure like, yeah. you know, so, so even if he doesn't work out, you still have a car that you yeah. And you I still have a part of my life that I, I still have another lesson I learned. That's what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, 
every failed card is just a lesson. You know, it's mm-hmm. what didn't I see? Mm-hmm. I gotta go back and go, what did I miss? What about mm-hmm. this was why this didn't work out? If I just go, damn, you know, I'd suck, move on. Mm-hmm. What happened? Yeah. You know, yeah. you just, I mean, but guys like this that have, you know, not only the skills to play on the field, but have the personality to handle the media and the personality to, you know, be likable. And it's a lot, yeah. <laughs> not you a know, lot come across like that. <laughs> and, and like the other thing too, is especially to see that he has so much, um, I don't want to call it hype because I mean, obviously he has true talent. Right. But then comparing him to like, like other players, like you said, Patrick Mahomes and, and a Tom Brady who wasn't a top five pick. I think Tom Brady was like a, not even a top 10. I, I can't that remember. Was he was, he was low. And then he turned out like how many championships now? Yeah. And you can't, you, know? you can't always tell, you know, but sometimes you get the uh, rare opportunities where these first round draft picks have something. And, you know, it's, that's where it comes back to. If you're not, if you haven't watched film on them, mm-hmm. you know, then when you have no backing for why you're trying to invest in them, you know, it's, you got to do the work. You know, hype is just an indicator. You know, you can use that term. You shouldn't base anything off of, you know, hype, but you can use Mm -hmm. that as a signal to go, all right, something's there. You know, people are excited about this. Yeah, it just draws some attention. So Mm -hmm. figure out what it is. Figure out when to not buy it (laughs) and figure out when everyone panics. Mm -hmm. Now you're sitting back going, okay, now it's time. You know, now it's time to start buying up that vintage stuff. Now it's time to start when people are panicked that their nine isn't worth $100,000 because they spent a ton of money because they didn't know what it was mm-hmm. that panic kicks in you know and eventually it's it, there's going to be some people that fold you know this yeah so this market's big up and down this isn't you know mm-hmm. that's why you got to stay the course and you got to see it five ten twenty years from now yeah like, and you know i'm not going to own everything i'm not going to own every card just cards that i'm bummed that i don't have but onward and upward man i mean it's just you can't have you can't catch them all like you literally can't do that <laughs> you'll go <burn>. no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless real. you're an incredible incredible card salesman uh well at that point you're not probably not gonna hold on to them for very long but mm. that's yeah. uh that's a clever term they use that uh doesn't help you in this field <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not but you know I, i've been i've been kind of curious for myself because like what you've been harking back to like every single like like with everything that we said you know see the patterns like what's going on oh you know this is doing this that's a flag one thing that I've seen and I I know you don't know you know you don't dabble too much into baseball but I've also seen it with football this year 2020 everything's sold out as well like you know it's been hard to find uh Pokemon ETBs it's been also hard to find packs Oh my in, in God, boxes, football was gone before, I mean, it was like basketball, football, and they just started pinging off, right? And then basketball mm-hmm. slowed down a little bit and, you know, people panicked, but that's just, it is where it is. But football, mm-hmm. man, it's just, every box has just gone up in, in value because they only print so many of them, of the hobby boxes. And they know what they got. They know people are selling these for crazy money. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's $2,000 for Panini Prism right now. Like yeah. that just got listed on Panini mm-hmm. for the first off the line. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. I went to the store. I think it was Newberry Comics because I knew they had sold, you know, some some hobby packs, and I think it was a Mosaic. And I was like, "How much for that uh, for the football pack?" It was a hundred bucks. He's like, "No, no, seventy five. I'm like, 
Oh my God! For one one pack, all right. This is <laughs> the odds of you getting the autograph are not even that great, and you're going to shell out seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Yeah. I mean, God. I mean, if you're going to spend money, spend it on a box that's guaranteeing you you're going to get two autographs in that for that price point. For sure. Yeah, before that was like fifteen bucks. I was getting like the some of the panini panini football cards for it. It was like mind blowing. <laughs> it it's crazy. Um one like like what like about a month ago um like i had saw pretty much everything baseball was gone tops bowman gone there were only three packs left of football and i'm like there's something here i'm gonna buy these packs and i'm not gonna open them i'm gonna mm-hmm. just buy them and i'm gonna sit on them and see what happens yep. with these packs i can't remember i think they've got to be don russ is what i'm thinking that they are i can't even remember off the top of my head i, I don't know too much about football cards to be honest but um and that's the thing because of football and because of youtube and being able to actually see all of these people open the product without you having to spend any money on it like I you can know. learn exactly what the risk is so i think the sealed products are going to start to go up because there's a lot of smart people who are like why on earth would i open this when exactly. i could just hold on to it and it still goes up like exactly it's just, if the pull rate isn't good enough keep it sealed it's gonna be, <laughs> be worth more sealed than yeah. than it will be opened you but know? it's hard to see it sit there, you know, that's, and you know, you can use it for other things. You could use that same box to get viewers, you know, you could use it to get yeah. attention. Mm-hmm. So it depends on what value you're getting out of that product. And there's mm-hmm. multiple things now opposed to just oh, yeah. a card. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. I didn't think about it that way. I mean, that's 100% true. Couldn't I mean, we're, all, we're all little commercials, right? I mean, every single time you post about a like picture of a Pokemon said. card, you're just doing it over and over. They don't even have to do it anymore. They're like, all right, we, we, we don't even need commercials. We'll just let these guys do it over and over again. Honestly, Pokemon really doesn't. Bowman no. really doesn't. <laughs> Tops definitely doesn't. Like those cards are standing. You know what's so funny too? It's talking about the different brands of the of cards. Like even in the sports world, I you know when you talk to old school guys, right? They they grew up buying the Bowmans and they grew up buying the Tops and and you know Gold Leafs, all those all those guys. They have no respect for Panini <laughs> at all whatsoever, whatsoever. But you see so many cool things Panini's doing. Like, I love the cards. They're great. Those prisms are awesome. I bought a few of them. Yeah, they've been doing some cool stuff. They've adapted, and they're changing to a different you know, demographic of people. I mean, it's mm-hmm. there's always they don't be, appeal to old heads. <laughs> they don't have to, though. I mean, that's just yeah. it is what it is. It's like you just you're gonna get left behind. That's just what happens, right? I don't. <laughs> Pokemon will be the biggest thing for every age group for the rest of you know time, but uh, you know blockchain or Fortnite might be you know blockchain might be or Fortnite be, might be what gets my son excited and you know mm-hmm. or I like it or not these are trends these are hobbies these are things that a very certain group really touched their lives with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be really fun. It'll it'll be really cool to see what happens with those with those blockchain cards. My my kind of thought is that maybe blockchain doesn't really hit until 20, 30 years out. I don't know. That that's a really long time frame that that like I'm kind of feeling that way. But I mean, who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. Only time, time will tell. Go off. This is very new technology. NFTs are very new. You, know, you can mm-hmm. buy artwork. You can buy mm-hmm. all kinds of things. You know, and it's. I think more once people delve into actually going into these virtual worlds, that's mm-hmm. where this type of stuff will have value. Mm-hmm. You know, go into your virtual houses and put a picture of your virtual artwork on the wall. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. Things that can happen, you know, and it's 
we won't we might not know <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah all on part of it and maybe something good will happen right yeah yeah that that that's that's very true like i remember i, I don't know how many years ago it was now but it was kind of recent so i don't know maybe less than five people were kind of you know harping about vr which vr is totally cool like it's going to be a thing it's going to once vr really truly hits it's going to hit right but that's like you know probably 80 years from now i don't know like like th- there's not there's not that adaption i mean we will at least see we're seeing augmented reality and we're seeing some vr games i mean crap i was watching footage of the uh, vr alex game made by valve you know the half-life and it was making me sick just watching footage of it you know i wasn't even i didn't even have a headset on yeah, and it was making me sick handball, but these kids are gonna be like here try it out i mean what are you <laughs> you old like you can't i mean that's just it's the nature of the beast you know just because yeah. we like most of the time means they're not gonna like it but virtual reality is there and you know covid's done some work for that too i mean people, mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean, like I said, these are all little catalysts that, you know, bring attention to this. Whether it goes away or it stays and figure it out, like, attention's been brought here. Yeah. And now that it's here, like, it's going to fundamentally change things. I mean, what's been happening this year, 2020? You're never going to forget this year. That's that's for sure. (laughs) You remember where you are every step of the way. You were at home (laughs) because of COVID. What are you doing? You know (laughs) Were you searching Pokemon. for Pokemon card deals? <laughs> like, I think a lot of people were. Hell yeah. Um, and a lot of people were looking for these guys. You know, these these champions path. You know, it's mm-hmm. this is the 1996 Charizard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That one's gone, but this is the one that you could actually have gotten. You know, this is right. That you could have actually gotten your hands on if you were lucky and been lucky enough to pull. And like what you were saying, the patterns, you know, as an adult, now that you have disposable income, you're not going to pass on that opportunity. You're going to at least try. Whether you get it or not, you're going to try because you know. Three years of following this before I ever started making bigger moves, you know. I bought one card, followed mm-hmm. three years. This plan. That is some discipline. This plan to do, you know, the display case, mm-hmm. all this. I knew I wanted to do something. I wanted to make a page where you could see what I had. What I had. And you could see that it was treated like it was what it was treated, what it was, mm-hmm. you know, there's these things are going to be in a museum at some point, you know, they are a piece yeah. of art for a generation of people, whether you like it or not, you know, and mm-hmm. that's they should be viewed. I don't know anything that's $350,000 that you don't look at in some type of glorified way. I mean, it's a lot right. <laughs> All right. You know, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit of a hater. Like my mom, like the display case that you have behind you, right? Like whenever you go to like old people or older generations, like everyone's got one in their house, right? And they put their crystal or whatever. And I always talk a little bit of smack on my mom because to me in my head, I'm like, you know, whenever I do finally get a house, what am I, what am I going to do that for? It seems like an old people thing to do, but honestly, I am going to get one of those and I'm going to do what you do. I'm going to put Pokemon cards in it. (laughs) When you buy this stuff, you should want to feel confident in your buying. You should want to see it treated with respect. You know, it's it's one thing to be a seller. It's another thing to collecting a set of cards. And, you know, whoever I sell this to at some point, I want this to be as easy as possible. I want them to know what they're getting and the fact that it's, you've seen it all this time. Mm -hmm. Now it's in your hands, you know, it's, yeah you're buying you you can literally put a price tag on it and you can buy attention with it it's crazy like Uh uh-huh and it's whatever you do with that that's important you know you got guys like collectible guru who's a perfect character for people to hate 
But the reality is he worked this hustle pretty well, man. He he made some Wait, is that the crypto guy? That yeah. went yeah. okay, okay. I've not been following him. I know of him. About the fake boxes and all this stuff. Yeah. Oh god, I saw the video where like they're outside and he's got all his Pokemon cards on a on a ah, so cringy. But it's so cringy, but it makes people watch it and he made yeah. plenty from it. Like he mm-hmm. He did it, like whether you yeah. like it or not, and that's the yeah. thing. Like you're gonna deal with that in any market you ever go to. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's certain there was certain value to that because he was the one that people were seeing these prices for, and also got some attention. You know, that's mm-hmm. you know, love them. It brought attention, right? Like, right. People, these were worth money, and he was selling them for this amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. In person, he was flying to people, showing you the cash. Like he's showing you this market that is. That is there. We've been online and only in screens in real life, whether it's true or not, or whether whatever the hell happens, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it is what it is. If you want to spend your day worrying about him, do it. But <laughs> he's making fun yeah. of me, and you could be learning other things, you know, opposed to being so worried about this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, people are going to do what they're going to do, you know? I don't know. I mean, like, I think maybe at the end of the day, like when you do buy something and then you sell it to somebody, you got to make sure that it's good. That's my only thing. Like that resale box, that was kind of a big mistake. Actually, I was talking, uh, when I was talking with going twice, uh, we were talking about how, I mean, the FBI in those fraud cases, like with trimmings and things like that in the sports card world, they step in. And so we're, I'm actually, we're actually kind of surprised that for the price point that this thing is at now. That is pretty amazing. I mean, but that's, that's why steel stuff makes me nervous. You're just mm-hmm. resealing a plastic bag. You can have every expert in the world you can't see in it. You know, mm-hmm. so whether you believe them or don't believe anybody, it happened to any of us. I mean, you've seen multiple YouTubers pop open the box. Lo and behold, this is, this is security from 1990. You know, these boxes now, you could see the cards in them. Mm-hmm. Pokemon adjusted because they're making stuff that, you know, is easily, you know, manipulated. And who's to tell if you're buying a real one or not, unless you open it up. Right. So you could buy it sealed and not have any idea for 20 years. Next thing you know, it's worth it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting until like PSA. Well, until BGSA starts grading packs, but then also when PSA and BGS start grading boxes, that'll be interesting. I, I'm surprised they have. I gotta be honest. But mm-hmm. I don't know how they would look inside of it unless they were to, their process was to remove the seal and open the box, but that would crease the box. Yeah. It's just a very weird know item to to gamble with you know it's yeah fifty thousand dollar box the odds are a lot higher you're gonna get in than buying a psa or bgs graded card mm-hmm. yeah know, just is what it is but those boxes you're pulling you've seen multiple people every box has been opened just pull the charizard a blastoise a venus or like they're all in there seriously yeah. those odds are good you get that stuff you know but that's what yeah. it, was. it wasn't mm-hmm. buying it they needed people to get them so they didn't make it scarce they made it you know scarce in different ways by getting older and making them hard to find but they had mm-hmm. to transition into making these harder to get to make value right people eat that stuff up modern, <laughs> modern stuff seriously and the other thing too was uh, you know wizards of the coast isn't involved anymore so like that also plays a difference as well because i mean i want to say that i've heard people say people smarter than me say that you know watsy obviously had a lot of control over things and so they had a particular way of doing stuff but they were also like 
you know, obviously they had the experience of Magic the Gathering to take some of those lessons and apply it to uh, printing Pokemon, but but also it's still like something in its own right. And so you, it takes a set or two to get into a groove of of what what works, what doesn't work. So oh my gosh, yes. I mean, you mm-hmm. could have came in when you were getting all of the terms of evasion, all that stuff. That's just as hard as turning anything out of those. You know, it's oh yeah. But if you got in at the right time and you realize, holy crap, this isn't as easy as it looks. You know, I can't just come in here now that I'm 26 and I got some extra cash and pull out a banger. Like, no, it's still you can't just buy two boxes and expect it's a pull. Never went away. It's just always been there. They've made mm-hmm. this hard, hard to get its entire life. Mm-hmm. It just it controls everything, you know, except mm-hmm. for different tiers. You know, different mm-hmm. tiers control different amounts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely agree. I definitely agree on that. So, so then with the, um, uh, oh shit, what did you just buy? I keep on wanting to say evolutions. You bought burning, um, you bought burning shadows. So, so are you going to keep those sealed? Are you going to open them? What are you going to do with them? Are you kidding me? I opened more burning shadows <laughs> and I'm getting nothing. I will never open those again. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not saying don't do it. I mean, but Jesus, those pull rates are hard. Mm-hmm. oh my yeah. goodness you almost i almost knew whenever i got him i'm like i'm not getting this thing but maybe i'll get you know the other charizard or something and <laughs> in this day i still have got nothing <laughs> so just put those in the display case I'm and just, watch them grow and yeah just, just let them grow <laughs> yeah yeah seriously seriously well um crap we've been on this has gone now for two hours and 13 minutes it's gone by hella fast so um like I think we should do part two okay. at some point. Like, I'm not saying like, let's stop right now, but um, like, obviously there's so much that we could still continue to talk about. Um, so I'm kind of curious. I want to put, I want to put the ball in your court. Like what, what are some things that maybe you haven't talked about yet that, that you kind of want to let newer investors know about the hobby um, or, or have you already hit all your points? Um, up until currently, I mean, you got to see what's just coming up, you know, like, he could choose another big character. I mean, mm-hmm. what I just saw today was the pull rate for the rainbow, or I'll just call it the rainbow Pikachu. It's mm-hmm. pretty tough, man. It's like, I think I saw somewhere it was one in a thousand. That's like, that's like up where the Burning Shadows Charizard was. I mean, that's yeah. that's a tough pull rate. I mean, granted, you got 36 packs in a booster box, but it's certainly not an easy task. Um, and he's also a big character, you know, Pikachu and Charizard. Mm-hmm. Do you get do you get your pull rate info from Pokemon like no, I Nintendo? Place. I watch YouTube. I watch. I just get somewhat of an average. And then you know, there's also back when I could go out and buy the cards, I'd have to buy them and see really how hard. Kind of get an idea. Thing. Yeah, but you got to do a little bit of everything. You got to you know, mm-hmm. God, if you want to really start to learn, you know, go see what it is. You know, go mm-hmm. don't buy craziness, but you know, get some packs, see what you get, see if there's anything else in there you like, and then figure out what what are the cards for this set that are different you know what are the cards that are going to draw attention that are overlooked or cards that mm-hmm. could be could be value somewhere else like right do do some research and you know live in the dirt because yeah. that's pretty much what you do that's pretty much what i do probably not as much as you do <laughs> you got you got to no, go out no, you no go joke out on that see that there's nothing on the shelves don't just take people's words Go live it. Go out there. Yeah. See the people that are waiting. Go out see there it for and yourself. See the people that are actually. I mean, if you go there ten times and you still haven't found a champion's path box, I mean, that geez. means something. <laughs> These things, nothing. Pokemon cards have not done that in a very long, long time. I don't even know 
when they've done that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's never a time a set came out and I just couldn't find it anywhere. I mean, it was yeah. just always excess on the shelves, you know? Would you believe me if I told you that the Burning Shadows that I have, the ETB, I bought from Target earlier this year, it was on sale because they couldn't get it off the shelf. It was $34.99. I was telling my friends, I'm like, oh my God, guys, you guys are going to miss out on this. You guys have no idea. You don't. This, this thing has just got so much behind it. And, you know, people just didn't pay attention. You know, they saw mm-hmm. the evolution and they saw all this. But if you're new to it, you don't know. You don't know that that Charizard is something that started some other totally different variation of Charizard that people are now hunting and mm-hmm. this, is, this is the next generation of mm-hmm. the next generation of the sought after cards so so you so so for you the thing that really gets you know your wheels turning is the hunt for those really scarce cards yes that, that's 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 it for you that people can afford right <laughs> not yeah. all, but like that <laughs> I can go out and buy a $10 box of cards because I know that how this works. It, you're a nobody or you don't have anything to do with this, but you can actually make something off of it. You can learn that there is value here and you're not just spending your entire time doing this failing and failing and failing. And failing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. hard of learning, but these are a lot of money now and it's, you just got to learn what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%, 100%. So, um, like, I guess what we could do now is, um, like if you have any parting thoughts, we can go ahead and like, and, and, and I guess maybe even before, um, I guess, do you have any parting thoughts then? Are those kind of your, just like, like last parting thoughts for newer investors, people getting into it? Um, yeah, for the most part, I mean, I think it's going to be exciting going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, remember to take a breath, before, you know, you jump in here. Yeah. Right? Just breathe. They're not going anywhere. I mean, there might be a no. time, but eBay is a big place. Scalpers, mm-hmm. scalpers get burnt out. You know, it's, it's just the nature of the beast. But for sure, almost always these things go like this, and then they come down, and then this t- this zone is where you want to start thinking about. It. I think you can get the shiny V Charizard from Champions Path now for like four hundred bucks. I, th- I think it was two thousand dollars, twenty seven hundred bucks when it was coming out. Like that's the dramatic price shifts that happen with this stuff. Mm-hmm. But just because it's low now doesn't mean it's going to stay that way forever. There's a backing and a pattern that's been happening. It's bigger than just that card. These shiny rainbow cards are something, you know? It's, right. You know, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't have the shiny V up there now because I don't own it, but I own it at the time. You know, I got other stuff that I purchased. And I can yeah. Still the pattern the way that I did. Yeah, for sure. I know, I know those, those, those spikes and those drops really scare people. And that's why, and that's why people are like, we're still in a bubble. Well, you know, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's understanding that this is, this happens, you know, it's understanding that there is this euphoria, there's this horrified moment, and then it levels out and then it just starts to kind of gradually go. You'd have to just feel the weight. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you yeah. bought it when it first came out and it drops. It'll get back there at some point if you buy the right cards. Yeah. But, you know, just like, freak out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. People are, are for sure freaking out. Granted, if you're, going in, you're spending 50K on a Pokemon card, like, I'd hope you were doing more research than, <laughs> than looking at what was on eBay. Mm-hmm. And, and not necessarily just taking someone's word for it. You know, random person on the internet. Like, jamming it down your throat, you need to buy these things. Usually is not the best time to buy it. I mean, granted, I show a lot of these modern ones, but I mean, you've seen the price action. They're nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure for sure you're starting to creep that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no no 100 so but i mean yeah it's been great to have you on holy crap I can't believe how fast like the, like our time is going. So I definitely want to bring you on for, you know, however many times you want to be on uh, because it's just fun talking about the hobby. So I guess, um, where can people find you? Where do you want people to find you? Uh, just find my Instagram, um, modern card one. And you'll see my display case. And, you know, just what I do with it is, you know, just the things that I post are all kind of just what's going on in my head, right? Like the things mm-hmm. that I'm posting are usually there's something or a reason why I'm posting this. So, so I'm not posting yeah. this just because, you know, I'm going to show you my cool card. Like there's sometimes there's value. Like I posted a picture of that Mewtwo when it was 10 bucks. It was like, guys, Evolutions is going. This one you can only get here. They're, it's a $10 risk. Just buy it. You know? <laughs> just give it a shot. <laughs> you know, yeah. but 100%. These are the things you start to look for. You know, staff cards, all this stuff. Learn why the staff cards are valuable. How to get them yeah mm-hmm. do your research do your research educate yourself so yeah well hey thank you so much again and i'm gonna put links in the show notes for for everything for for you so um hit him up on instagram it's gonna be great thank you so much uh, uh have a good night and we'll be we'll be talking continuously so yeah in the round two yeah oh yeah thank you <laughs>